Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Stop what you are doing right now and go to our website, 10ktxmn.com. Go to the events tab and be a part of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go and hang out with us at the Minnesota Wild game, meet the one and only Wild GM Bill Guerin, and uh, get his autograph, take a picture with him, and then I'll watch the Minnesota Wild kick Colorado Avalanche's ass on October 17th. Buy tickets today. On today's episode of It's a Bit... We're joined by the legendary Kevin Gorg in studio, hockey analyst for Bally Sports North, track analyst for Canterbury Park. He's a recurring guest at this point, second time on the show. Always great having Kevin on It's a Bit. We're also going to give our bits of the week, as always, and end the show with something we did on the radio a little while back that we're bringing to the podcast, the douchebag draft. I honestly want this this draft to be an annual draft. It's, it's, it's a big deal to us. So uh, all that and more on It's a Bit. This is the It's Bits podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Burgeoning empire called 10,000 Takes. This is the It's a Bit podcast featuring boss man, wags, and journalist Jake. Journalist Jake's a bitch, motherfucker. Hey, you know those guys that do 10,000 Takes? They do some funny bits, right? They're good. They're funny dudes. Yeah. 10,000 Takes. You're hanging with the number one podcast in the Twin Cities. It's a bit with 10,000 Takes. Last name ever. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of It's a Bit, presented by 10,000 Takes. My name is Bossman, joined by journalist Jake Weggs and producer Cam. And I think before, I'm going to get into a little bit of the Fantasy Football League, because we're five weeks in now to the 10K Fantasy Football League. But before we do that, I feel like we just have to address the Gophers playing Alabama in a fucking decade. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years from now. (laughs) the, The plan? Yeah. Schedule Alabama ten years from now to build up hype for a whole decade, dude. It was um, it's clown because everyone just starts commenting. Wow, like the people who are playing, who are going to be playing in this game, are all in fourth grade currently. That's insane. Who knows? Which is ins- yeah. Who knows if the human race will still exist in ten years? Like the a- <laughs> that's ast- a fair statement. <laughs> an asteroid could collide with Earth, or the dinosaurs could somehow come back, mm-hmm. or the aliens could invade, and it could all be over by twenty thirty three. We don't know, dude. Hell, we could have gone to Mars as a human species by then. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I th- actually, I think that is when Elon Musk is projecting that they will go to Mars is twenty twenty thirty. I think, as if you Google it, I'm not sure. Cam Cam fact checked that one. Shit, maybe the game will be <laughs> played on up. Mars. Yeah. That's actually not a bad plan. Yeah, there's a, the a little plan? bit of logistics of uh, live streaming football from Mars, but uh, maybe we could get some of the Saudi funding from the Live Tour. Mm-hmm. They're big live stream folks there. But yeah, I it Elon Musk plans to be on Mars by 2029. Oh wow! Oh sweet! Oh, sure. So the Mars game is possible. Yeah, it is. there could yeah. be a Mars game. Give, give him be... a few years to build a stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, get a couple Martians to fly in from unknown galaxies and 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 announce the game. Wouldn't, yeah. Mar- wouldn't Martians already be on Mars? Technically, is that what is Martians? So that's not that's not just a term for aliens. Nah. That's, that's a term for residents of the planet Mars. Yeah, yeah, because, okay. technically, sure. Yeah, yeah, because I know, like back in the day, like seventeen, eighteen hundreds, a lot of people, all, all of them, thought that there was life on Mars, and even like on closer planets, like a lot of people did. So okay, 
A lot so, of science oceans. guys did. I wonder, so a lot of people made some good points about that. A few of them were Tanner Morgan will still be our quarterback, which I somehow believe in, as well as uh, Nick Saban will be in a home by then. Holy, how old will he he'll be? He'll be 60. No, 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 no. He's, he's 70 like 81. now. 81. Yeah. Oh. But doesn't he have like a seven-year contract still? Yeah, he's going to so, be. He they might extend it. I don't know. They might. He, I he's mean, he's going to be there till he's in the grave. He's going to be a, a Joe Paterno. Dude, being a college no, football don't be coach. That. Well, be. not that, but in terms of longevity. I'm not sure why you'd want to be doing that, like that demanding of a job when, and when you're in your 80s. It's probably one of the hardest jobs known to man. The fact that you never really get a day off. It's nonstop work all year round. And you're 80 years old dealing with that? Fuck that. Yeah. I don't know I don't how know. that man still has some hair. 80s, the new. I mean, as we progress in time, though, like the life expectancy increases due to you know increases in technology of medicine and everything plus he has so, the wealth yeah exactly so he's going to be 81 i mean 80 is the new 70 maybe so by like, then it'll be the new 60 so i can never understand like pete carroll he's 71 he's been an nfl coach or like a football coach forever and mm. he looks like he could still run a marathon you want to yeah. know his secret lots of gum i was gonna yeah. say yeah he's got that, a strong jaw that yeah. just exercises every muscle in the body they don't <laughs> they don't want to tell you that though yeah, plus him and Russell Wilson were together for so long uh, that Russ probably taught him how to live forever through yeah. the danger method. Yeah, through the danger, Russ. <laughs> Dude, I'm so obsessed with the clip of him sadly saying, let's ride after the press conference on Thursday. <laughs> I can't I, I can't get it out of my head. I've been watching it on repeat for days now, and I think I might be addicted to it. If you've ever been addicted to like a bit or a clip, it's Russell Wilson at the end of the press conference. If you haven't seen it yet, go on my Twitter because I've been tweeting it almost every day. And he just goes... All right, that'll be all. Thank you, thank you, Broncos country. As he's walking around, as he's walking away, he goes, "Let's ride." <laughs> I he, swear to God, he's like contractually obligated to say it a certain amount of times mm-hmm. per game, and he like realized in the middle of that press conference, "Shit, I still owe them a let's ride." Yeah, it was hilarious because like he didn't. Yeah, he walked away as he was saying, "Let's ride." I've never seen anyone look so depressed <laughs> while saying some sort of like mantra, you know. So that was hilarious. Yeah. I thought that was just a like a promo bit. They were just like forcing him to say like before the season. They have like the media days or whatever and they want to build out the promo videos for the season like when he said that at the press conference i'm like oh my gosh like he actually this was his thing this This was his idea this is horrible yeah it's so bad but he's he's trying to do the pj fleck bit with like roll the boat but it's not working right no let's ride like i think he i think he literally takes like let's ride as in oh we're broncos let's ride horses (laughs) well and so when i originally saw this clip i assumed the same thing i thought let's ride was like the broncos school chant and i'm like maybe this is like their bit like maybe they all stand up let's ride let's ride the marketing team is behind and then he was doing it then they were going to put on the big screen for like third downs but this is all him it was a team he had not even played a snap for yet, and he's coming up with a catchphrase. Oh, also, it makes it even worse because he didn't do any of this shit in Seattle. Right. He just no. balled out. And yeah. now he's why, why, well, why he, not? He was a little quirky and a little weird, but it wasn't but to this not, scale. Like, it yeah. wasn't like, it, yeah, to this extent. I, I'm surprised he didn't like do in the last few years, like, like Seattle country, let's fly. Yeah. <laughs> well, at this like point, that. we can safely assume that Russell Wilson has lost his goddamn mind. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. He's gone. He's gone. He's, he's, Following in Antonio skill Brown's wise, footsteps. Yeah, skill-wise, m- mentally. I think he's definitely in the pool for the upcoming douchebag draft. Let's say, I'll, I'll give you a hint now. He's on my list. But while we're talking football, before we get into bit of the week, <laughs> i got to give a little uh, 10K Fantasy Football League update. For those who don't follow, we've been doing a Fantasy Football League with all the different pods and groups in 10,000 takes. And uh, here are the current standings. In first place at 5-0 and is third and forever, which makes sense. They're football guys. Number two is Band of Bloggers, led by Veach at 4-1. and 
The leap between second and third is hilarious, by the way. Third place is us. It's a bit at two and three. Number four, high risk, high reward at two and three. The has-beens in fifth at two and three. It's sixth place. You like that at two and three, which is mm. just a, a random pool of people. And then uh, wild takes is two and three. Status quo, one and four. Frauds. Yep. The Vikings well, podcast is the worst in the fantasy football yeah. league. Hey, but which, just- to their credit, they drafted Vikings players, and they've had Cook who has not done well yep. up until this week in yeah. fantasy, so it makes sense. It's but not to their credit, though. No, I mean, like, anyways. Cam, I got to call you out, because remember how you said our running backs were weak? Yeah, I'm, I was You wrong. were fucking wrong. They don't do that. I was very wrong. I didn't think Josh Jacobs would be Josh Jacobs. Was, you sound like a guy who Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Yeah. Uh, you did, yeah. you did call Hall. that. I called you Brees saw Hall, that. I say, See, no. I drafted him on accident. Yeah. <laughs> I said that was your best pick. I have yeah. him on two of my three teams. Amazing. He's a wagon. It's the accidental genius bit. Accidental genius <laughs> bit. But no, no. But then you play it off like as, oh, no, I knew what I was nah, doing. Yeah. I, I scouted I'm him. a fantasy football so, guy. I knew. Yeah. So I have this theory uh, as the GM of the It's a Bit fantasy football team. I have this theory that we are the best team in the league with the worst record. So, like, out of all the two and threes, which we are on top, we, we've scored so many points each week, but the three losses we have are when teams put up, like, a PR. Like, there, yeah. there's always that team in the fantasy football league. And up until last week, that's been it's a bit. But i very confident Wild Takes has a really rough roster going into this week. You know, we've entered the bye season now, Ooh. so teams start having buys. I think half their lineup has buys. I uh, for those of the for those of you who don't know, the loser of this fantasy football league has to go through a paintball gauntlet. Yep. So uh, mm-hmm. we're boss man. You know, there's a lot riding on you to kind of like because we're only one game out of last place, right? Yeah, and I'm my my sights are still set on first. Okay, I I think yeah. I think we we still have a chance. Although I gotta say, if you guys saw the trade that went down today, oh my god, what yeah. in collusion? the collusion? Collusion. So I was just about to say, that. you're so commissioner I'm, I'm Cam. T- yeah, you, you speak out on this. You were the one who allowed it. By he the said way. veto. I'm, I'm commissioner on in that league. And it was fucking dumb, but at the same time, it wasn't as like one-sided to where I could veto it. Can you uh, explain the trade to everyone? It was uh, who was it? So the has-beens traded Justin Jefferson, and in return, they got Cortland Sutton and Damian Pierce. The reason why I didn't veto it is because has-beens needed a running back. They're starting Michael Carter in an eight-team league. That's not a good thing. <laughs> no. yeah. And then also third and forever. Now they're only running backs. In an eight-team league are McCaffrey, Mixon, and Melvin Gordon. If one of those Ugh. guys gets hurt, they're kind of fucked. Which they will. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so McCaffrey will get hurt. I'm eventually. glad to know that we have a commissioner who does the due diligence to think through these things. Yes, you yeah. did. Yeah, I went yeah. through it's both rosters because at first I was like, "Whoa, like this is aggressive." But when they announced it, I thought it was like a yeah. like a fake Thir- Schefter announcing. Yeah, that. I mean, Third and Forever already had a wagon of a team. So yeah. like, when I initially saw it, they got JJ, and I didn't like my eyes didn't flash at the other yeah. two names. I was like. Oh, this is bad. Yeah. yeah, well, and because they got the best player in the draft, which is what you always want to do. But right. it is, I, I think it's a risk because their running back situation could suck. Well, and think fast. think about the fantasy football playoffs. It's not like it's a series. It's just like the NFL. It's only right. one game. All know. it takes is they may have a wagon, but they could have one bad week, week 14 or 15 or whenever the fantasy football playoffs are in the NFL schedule. Yeah. And they could go down the tubes. So. I can tell you this right now. I'm actually part of the high-risk, high-reward team. If they need a running back, they can take Zeke for a bag of potato chips. <laughs> I fucking yeah. hate that guy. Isn't isn't it a conflict of interest that you're the commissioner and also part of a team? No, oh. no, their team is not, their team's not very good. So. Oh. Well, 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 that's the play spot behind playing. you. Technically, yeah, but, you're, but the collusion. amount of points you've put up each week yeah. has been very loud. Technically, yeah. Cam's on multiple teams. 
Well, he uh, he's, he's, he's taken no place in the It's a Bit team. Yeah. Yeah. He actually oh. criticized our team, which I is did. what I started with. I, I don't care. If we lose, if we get last place, Cam's doing the gauntlet with us. He is. Yeah, okay. you're, part yes. of the, you're part of the podcast, aren't but you? You're part of the podcast. I am, but can't we like make the trade of, like, I went through the hell of being the commissioner, so therefore no. I'm exempt? No. no. The, Cam, the team I didn't even... No. Cam, that's collusion. Cam, we're not going to take last. <laughs> don't even, we don't even need to talk about this scenario because we're not going to take last. We, we have a great team. No, We actually do. We have Josh Allen and Cooper Cup, who are yeah. always going to put up seventy between the two. Your That's team a guaranteed is seventy. Your team is actually pretty good. I can't wait until State of School finishes last, and Eli doesn't show up to the paintball gauntlet, and then I'm going to always have a paintball gun around him no. and sneak attack his ass. He will if, be, he, if he doesn't show up, he's fired. He, he's, yep. he's, he's, he's already <laughs> or, claimed. He's already claimed he's not going to do it if he does. I'm yep. like, you realize that's going to put you in a world of hell, right? Yeah, <laughs> we are going to terrorize him. No, we will. We will find other ways to punish him, and he's not going to. He he will wish that he just went through the paintball gauntlet. True. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> if uh, the state of school guys are listening, like we're not kidding about the punishment. Like if, if if we set out in this fantasy football league before the draft and all agreed that we're doing a paintball gauntlet, we told the people that and then like no one does it. Who are we as a media company? What True. where does our credibility lie as members of the media if we're not going to follow through? With our punishments for those who take last, absolutely, yeah, we'd be absolute jokes. I mean, Jake yeah. and I are barely even like in, you're you're doing most of the work for the for the but it's we'll a bit team, but it. we're a thousand percent committed to if we get last place, we're doing it with you. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah, but we're not going to take last. We're not. We we're, no. We'll, we'll make sure you that fucking I mean, better we, not we got a we got a wagon. We got a yeah, wagon. We'll I'm collude. I'm telling you, like I'm I want to win more than I don't want to take last. That's how confident I am in this squad. Also, I can't believe. No one made fun of state of school for jo- dropping Joe Burrow. Like Joe he hasn't Burrow. been great. Who's, who's their starter? They have Herbert, but now they don't have a backup. Which why would they I drop Burrow? Backup. Then. Yeah, they picked up Moster. But usually, I wouldn't like carry a backup. But in our league, the only people out there are like Geno Smith, yeah. Carson Wentz. Dude, Winston. the quarterback market in any league is state rough of school because themselves up for failure. Geno Smith. Is I sick. have I have some rough quarterbacks in other leagues strictly because the market is gross mm-hmm. for quarterbacks. It's the, so high risk, high reward. We swooped up and got Burrow, which I don't understand how we had the fourth waiver. But it's a, so, so easy if we're going to start him or not because we have Kyler. So if Call of Duty is on double XP weekend, we start Burrow. If not, we start Kyler. Yeah. It's simple. Yep. Did you guys see the the Modern Warfare commercial that they released on Monday Night Football? There's so many people. Mm-hmm. There was like 40 A-list celebrities in there. It's like, how did you afford that? They, I feel like they've done that in the past with like COD games too. And like I don't, I don't understand. I'm surprised Joe Biden wasn't in it. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't have like political people in there. Yeah. Well, and at Presidents. this point, do they even need to do all this advertising? Everyone already knows it's coming out. Yeah, at this point, it's just, it, it's just like, a, hey, we still have all this money from the last 20 yes. years. Yeah. Look at it. Look, they're just shoving yeah. it in our yeah. face. Here, here's another Call of Duty here. No one uh, could buy this just, game, and we'll be fine for decades. That's exactly the same. Also, I don't know if you guys saw this on Twitter, but someone pointed out that the Vikings play the Cardinals two days after it comes out. <laughs> that's a guaranteed win. Oh, gosh. That's going to affect the betting line. Tyler. Kyler's a big video game guy. You haven't seen that bit? Oh, dude. Any time that there's double XP on Call of Duty, they fucking lose. Oh, so that's why you were saying... That's why I said that. I was wondering why there's actually correlation. It hasn't happened like like over five, six times. Like, hasn't this happened a lot? Yeah, a lot. Is it actually because he plays a lot of video games, or is this just... They won't admit it. Is this one of those things? He does, but I don't know. It's just a stat that, you know, like, kind of like when... Who was the guy? It's like, oh, James Harden, the strip club stat. It's something like that, where it's like, oh, hey... There's a correlation here, dude. You're gonna you're gonna see him like put a patch on his jersey that says like Twitch TV slash Kyler, yeah, <laughs> fourteen. Does he no have a Twitch? Ads. I don't know. 
I think most, most pro athletes who play video games have Twitch. Remember Juju yeah. when he played with Ninja? Yeah. And Drake? That was Juju Smith Schuster. See, maybe it's a curse because Juju sucks now. Yeah, he, he did okay these. last night, but I, no, I, I'm really. convinced it was more of the dancing on the logos, the TikToking. Oh, yeah. True. I'm a, I, I liked Fortnite, and I liked a lot of celebrities playing it. The TikTok dancing on the logo thing was fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah just, and, why give your you know opposing team more ammo to come after you? It doesn't right. make any sense. Yeah. That, but you might be onto something because that bit Claypool, too. He's yeah. been not even close to what he was. And he, and, but he's just an idiot. Like remember, remember the celebration against the Vikings last year yeah. when there was like 14 seconds oh, on the yeah. clock, and he eats up four seconds by mm. doing that stupid little like dance with the football. Yeah. Like he scored a touchdown. I don't think he knew where he was. It was like a curse. <laughs> they lost wide, a play because of that. There's like a curse in that wide receiver room ever since Antonio Brown left. Yeah. So yeah. true, dude. Claypool is, is shitting the bed. Like I'll put I'll have to put him in once in a while if a player gets injured. If I have him on one of my teams, just horrible. Yeah, you know what it, the the way the way it works is that. If you draft a player who does something stupid outside of football, you are now subjected to that stupidity. Mm-hmm. So just know that before next year's fantasy football drafts. But let's get into bit of the week before our interview with Gorg. Uh, we'll start. Let's start here with you, Wags, in the middle. Start dead in the middle. You know, I, I can't believe it's over. Bit. Um, you know, it, we've gotten to this point of the year where it's very, very sad. But NHL preseason just ended, and we just can't <laughs> believe it's over here. Pour one out. I mean, the team went uh, six and one. It was, you know, it was just a great, great three weeks to a month for the boys. Um, so yeah, pour one out for preseason. It's over, and we got to wait a whole another year until we get preseason hockey back again. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been more confident in any of my sports teams than I have been watching the Wild this preseason. And <laughs> yeah. you know what's funny? The one preseason game I didn't watch was when we recorded last Tuesday when we got beat by the Blues. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch that game. And we lost it. So I think I'm like a preseason. Mega guru, mega guru influencer. True. I mean, <laughs> you, you watch everyone that was possible to watch, right? Because they like not even broadcast yeah. that first one. Excuse me. Uh, there were a few that were not. Yeah, they were, they're on like you had to watch through Al- altitude TV. Like, oh, yeah. Like uh, the God Colorado Avalanche Ugh. broadcast and everything. It was, that was so just bad. horrible. It's where you, you would think if any NHL team would want to like broadcast all their preseason games, it would be the state of hockey. Like yeah, People are interested people in it. People will watch, watch it. it. I was actually we'll sad not to be able to watch it. Yeah. We watch high school hockey. We will watch preseason professional hockey yeah. every night. We'll watch men's league hockey. We will. They Hell should yeah. start broadcasting men's league hockey. <laughs> Dude, let us <laughs> let us do play-by-play for some men's leagues. That oh, would that'd be, be hilarious. That would be a great time. Set up a whole Dude, broadcast. Jake almost got the gig at the beauty league, remember? We so, were so close. close. Yeah, they just couldn't. Someone didn't they approve. Couldn't, they couldn't trust us on our they, brand to be they, serious. Yeah, I, I don't guess. think they trusted us. It's almost what like a that's fucking our fucking goal. I mean, oh I shit, mean, <laughs> shit. I mean, damn oh, it, shit. Oh. oh, oh, okay. Damn it. That's a good bit, though. I remember we were saying that on Saturday when we were at the game. We're we like, tweeted it out. I can't yeah. believe I have to wait another 365 days for another preseason <laughs> NHL game. Yeah, just our drunk asses up there laughing and tweeting it. That's just the. <laughs> By the way, too, I'm just gonna say it. So the the pod will hear it first because these are all, always the most loyal fans of 10,000 takes. But we are gonna record a green screen version of Let's Ride Wild Country. Let's Ride in front of the green screen and Wild uh, we're, Country. We're gonna be intoxicated when we do it. Oh yeah, Wild Country. And I'm we may or may not try. Keyword try to allow the wild, uh, like PA or what do you call them? What's the, what's the what's the crew that like dictates all the production and what's on the on the screen? Stadium ops. Oh, like, like at the stadium? Yeah, yeah like yes. the, like the operations. Peop- yeah, yeah, like yeah. the the people who operate the scoreboard. Like yep. during like right before a big power play, like put on the video of us like wild country. Mm-hmm. Let's ride. Oh, that would be unreal. Let's ride. Like we're gonna try. I don't think it hurts to try house production. Yeah, yeah. So wild country. We're gonna get right. on there. I'm trying to think if there could be something else like like that's like 
original for the wild. Like we did like go for country. Let's row. I don't know if like you could go wild country. Let's let's roar like bears. Technically bear. Let's let's fish or let's hibernate. Let's hibernate. <laughs> what, what that's yeah, there's, there's nothing that's going to pump up the guys. Wild, in the country. Like wild country. Let's dig in the ground during the winter. <laughs> wild country. Let's drink. That's oh. that's more realistic. Yeah, that's we can realistic. have a McGolden Light in it. Yeah, Golden right. Light have, have some, it. Ho- some hockey guys in the yeah, background. That's that's a hockey guy yeah. chant right there. All right, journalist Jake, what do you got for a bit? Uh, I have the ref bit. Um, so this is this is something that uh, you know anyone can do, right? So like you, you see the refs in, in football games, or you could do it. You could apply to hockey as well. But you know, you see like a holding or an or uh, offsides or a false start call. You you do the you do the call. I did it at the Gopher game a couple weeks ago, <laughs> where I was like holding defense. But I feel like you can apply that. I do this a lot in real life, where say someone like. I don't know, drops a drink or something at a at a party or at the bar or whatever, like, oh, like that's a unnecessary spilling. That's a three hour penalty from drinking this man or some bullshit like that. If there's something that like a party foul or something that someone shouldn't be doing, you can announce it as a ref in a football game. I, I think it's hilarious. Well, I think this is hilarious. Every week, every bit you have just makes me realize how manic you are. <laughs> The ref Who bit. the fuck thinks Jake, that? Jake, the ref but, bit. but but you would probably be penalized constantly. Yeah, I I, I am probably penalized. Someone should do the ref bit on me. A I, lot, I, and I did buy those flags. Yeah, I was going to say, if people yeah. forget it, three weeks yeah, ago, you, I threw a challenge flag. So you could go, you could bring the ref bit to like a whole other level. You should just throw a flag around if someone's like, if I'm talking too much or yelling something or singing or something, you can pull the ref bit. Okay. I don't know what the penalty would be like singing too much. Uh, this is what I'm. I, these you would be constantly penalized. Yeah, <laughs> penalized. It, it would get to the point where it would be work for me. Holding, offense. Okay, penalized for random thing. random spouts. Yeah. Uh, unnecessary singing. Unnecessary singing. Jake getting way too excited about concerts. Penalty. Getting way too excited about concerts. <laughs> Jumping up and down when no one's around. <laughs> Mosh pitting. You would be. Uh, no like concerts it. for the next three months. Yeah, you would be suspended from the league. Yeah, the they league would office would you. fine you a lot. I got a, I got a, like a 7.30 a.m. text from Jack this morning. He's like, dude, Blink-182 coming in town May 4th. So but we're Tom gonna... DeLong is back in the band. <laughs> so that's this is just a perfect segue. Yeah, I'm going to roll into my bit, bit of the week. Uh-oh. My bit of the week is the calm down bit. I've it's, done that it, before. Nope, that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's different context. This is the bit where someone gets overly excited when a band they like is playing a concert. So I totally get that. And I, But you got you got to make it more... Pr- specific thing because i did the calm down bit in the spring for you and you're freaking out about going to target field yeah you can do the music calm down bit or the concert calm down bit because jay that's... don't de- don't deflect this yeah, on the way well, no, no, this this is about you He's oh i know about you I, I totally get that but but and it is about me so i just quick uh, are you gonna well, call no. out whenever you hear a reused bit in the future you're gonna call it out then? yeah well no I, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying because i use the calm down bit but it's a but you're specifying it to music so you should be the music calm down bit or something. Okay. Cam, just say it again so we can Thanks. get past that. It's the music calm down bit, okay. I guess. Okay. But I, I just don't get it. Like, okay. You, you, first of all, you need to calm down. Also, music that's recorded in a studio sounds way better than at a concert. So, it's a fact. It depends. <laughs> no, it, it depends doesn't. on the artist. There's some artists that sound exact, uh, amazing, but... It, it's just what like, kind of music you it, like. Yeah. But, but I, I compare it to like, would you rather go watch a Vikings game in person from row three or watch it on TV? The experience is a lot better in person. Well, yeah, exactly. And that's why the, you're seeing the music being played in front of you, which it doesn't matter if it sounds better or not. It's the authenticity, authenticity of the music. God, this worked perfectly. Yes. <laughs>
Thank you, sir. <laughs> got him going. <laughs> you got him going, Jake. Yeah, yeah. You, you do got to calm down, though. You were the one who tweeted this morning. I'm going to calm exclamation point. Yeah. You got to. I, I, well, I get that that was the point of the video. It but was the bit you, of the you, video. You still got to relax. Well, he, he spelt it C O M E. I did C O M E. I said I'm going to come to the concert. To the concert. Yeah, yeah. That's how I. That's how I took it. But no, uh, I think you got ratioed by both Cam and Jack. Yeah, Jack. Jack said you got to calm down. I had to make sure that you didn't miss that. I was so. I was dying. Then five billion people. Though almost the entire earth needs to calm down, and that's okay. Five billion people. <laughs> people are pumped for. Okay, Tom so where did, where did you get the data that everyone who has a fucking heartbeat likes Blink One Eighty Two? Three billion people love Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, you look at their followers; it's insane. Uh, there, there are a lot more people than you think that love. Are their followers at five billion? Probably. I'm sure. I'm sure half of the planet's population has heard of Blink One Eighty Two and Tom DeLonge. Really? You, <laughs> so, so Blink-182 Blink has 1.6 million Twitter followers, it's, which it's, is probably the size of a third of L.A. It, it's, it, it's a joke, obviously. I actually didn't follow Blink-182 forever on the Twitter, maybe till like last year, and I was always a fan of them. It doesn't mean... It doesn't... It's not a metric. I'm happy for you, bud. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you get to come at, at a concert. <laughs> but my point is that's still 1.6 million people who are freaking out right now with me, so... I, I was glad to see the news because I personally, last time I saw Blink One Eighty Two live, it Matt was with Skiba. it was without Tom DeLonge, and he's the OG. He's the I. Where are you? I'm so sorry. Jesus I mean, he's coming back, man. And then uh, flag, yeah, flag. That's a scary so thing. And then Rise yeah. Against is opening for them, dude. Oh, I told good. you not to hurt me, did it? Calm down, Jake. Savior, That's another flag. You Jake, Jake, you just have to calm down. I got a red card by now. You need medical attention. Actually, I should be bringing no. up Okay, well, actually, no, here's here's a good transition into my bit, medical attention. Uh, my brain needs medical attention because it's, <laughs> no. it's not been working very well lately. Uh, my bit's the colossal fuck-up bit two times in a row. I didn't even hit on my bit last week because I was in such a fog. Uh, last Sunday, while betting on NFL football, I placed the wrong side of a bet three times. So I thought I had Arizona plus one and a half on the money line again, or on the spread against uh, Las Vegas, and I bet on Las Vegas minus one and a half. I repeated this process where I bet on the wrong side that I actually wanted three different times. So when I went into Better Edge, used promo code 10K for a free 20 bucks, I, uh, I found no money in my account because I literally bet on the wrong side, three different occasions, not <laughs> once. Think about like making a mistake once like that. You're like, that's funny. You do it again, you're like, oh, man, three times. Did you not realize this until the game was over? Yeah, tell all the games are over. What I love okay. is that I was here watching football with you guys all day, and you were like actively cheering. Them. I know, I, I know. I put in <laughs> a lot of effort. Awesome. That's hilarious. And then I, I left before I got to see a reaction, which I'm sad about. Dude, I remember, I remember a few years ago when we were in Vegas watching Mark Madness. I think it was like Purdue. Like you bet on Purdue to like finish your <laughs> fucking parlay, and but like the whole time you were like cheering against them because you yeah. totally forgot about it. So that mm. time I was like blackout drunk. Yeah. This yeah. time I was. Hungover. I wasn't even really hungover. Yeah. I was just stupid. <laughs> I'm just there's there's a massive imbalance it's, from Sunday to Monday. It's probably because you woke up I, so early for the F1 race. I did 7 a.m. Singapore just for a one hour fucking rain delay. Dude, that, yeah. that Purdue game ended in overtime, Jack, and you were like, "Yeah, let's go!" And then you were just sitting down, and five minutes later, in North like, Texas. Yeah, five minutes later, <laughs> you're just like fucking five leg parlay. That cost me. That cost me like. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, that would have finished Jeez. your parlay. We would have had a night, boys. I would have spent all of that that night. We would have had so much fun. So oh, that yeah. impacted everybody. So that was one colossal fuck up. This week I did it again. Uh, we were supposed to play golf at Stony Brook or Stonebrook in Shakopee with uh, Gage and Trevor from the Hasbens on Saturday, 
and I booked the tea time for like 11 a.m. You know, it's one of those things where you got to put in your credit card just in case, uh, you know, you no show, you eat up a spot that they could have booked, so they charge you the full round, no problem. We're at the Wild game on Thursday and find out that there's a way we can acquire some free tickets from a good friend for Saturday's game. And I'm like, cool, I don't want to miss another NHL preseason game because, as we mentioned <laughs> in your bit, NHL preseason is the best. It's the most important time of the year, the best yeah. time of the year. So, obviously, we weren't able to find another tee time at Stonebrook. So, luckily, Valleywood hooked us up. We were able to play down there. But I found out yesterday I forgot to cancel the Stonebrook tee time, which means I got charged $300 on the credit card. And there's no getting that back. All, I, I tried to call. Jesus. All I'm going to say is you can blame the Colts for that one because you were so busy on Thursday st- trying to like figure out watching that Colts game on your phone. When you're at the Wild game, your phone dies. When your mm-hmm. phone dies, you realize, oh, I need to make a new fucking tea time. So you do that through Jake's Thankfully, phone. Thankfully, Jake, Jake was able to do that. Yeah, but that made you time. totally forget about that other tea time. So, so yeah, yeah, actually, the root of this, of this problem is iOS 16 fucking murdering my phone battery. Is that, a, is that a thing? Is that it's true? It's very bad. Okay, you know I they, haven't installed it yet. I haven't you know, updated. Don't do it. I'm you know not gonna. You know how they do talk it. about how Apple purposely puts out updates that drains batteries so you have to go get a new phone? It's true. Yeah. I've heard that a bunch. But And it wouldn't surprise me. It's Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bunch yeah. of crooks. Gotta go with the Android now. Yep. <laughs> Which one do you have? Uh, become not, porn guys. Not enough this... porn guy. <laughs> I have the uh, iPhone 12 Plus. Okay. I have like the 12 Max, I think. 13 whatever. Pro Max, whatever. So I don't know. It's like my phone's still new enough to where it won't fuck my phone. I mean, mine mine should be new enough. I bought it a year and a half ago. Yeah. Maybe Mine's not iPhone even. I think 13. it was like a year ago. 13. So, so yeah, my phone died, forgot to cancel Flag. the tea time. And here now here we are. So, yeah, 300 bucks later and all the money I lost. Probably lost six or seven units last Sunday from betting on the wrong side. Uh, the colossal fuck up. My brain... My brain is done. And that's what it's sun, over. That's what Sundays are for. Your brains are all, brains are always cooked yeah. when it's Sunday night. True. You're, yeah. you're done. It's, it's, you're done. Over. It's over. You guys mm-hmm. need to put me out in the backyard and just shoot me. Oh, old, old, old yeller. yeller. Okay. It's it's already going downhill. My body's my body's already going downhill at 25. Mm. That's that's no secret. But the brain is is following suit. Hell to get old, man. Yeah. Pain to get old. Everyone listening in their 30s and 40s is like, oh, you're in for a fucking yeah, yeah. ride, yeah. kiddo. I was like, the oldest person here is 26. You said, that's older. not that old. Well, you, oh, yeah, you're right. No, it's, <laughs> that's not me. I'm 20. None of us are I'm old. I'm 30. Oh. The Creed? Well, I'll be 30. Dude, if Billy G was here right now and heard us talking like this, he'd be like, you all need to shut up. Yeah. You, you don't even know what it's like to be up. old. Shut the uh. fuck up. What happened where someone was, I think it was Jake, he like, he somewhat implied that Billy G was like old, an old guy, and Billy G was like, hey, watch it. Because yeah. Jake was like, oh, do you listen to cassette de- decks? <laughs> <laughs> you used to listen to cassette tapes? Yeah, he's, he's like, like, hey, watch it. He goes, watch it. I made some pretty mean mixtapes back in the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> he gave me those eyes, though, where I'm like, I, sh- I was scared. I, I, I retract the rest that of my comment. Life. Yeah, we, that's uh, been redacted. You know, we got. He told us to watch the movie Break In. We got to do that. I still got to. Yeah, I told myself I got to still watch that Break In. Check out our podcast episode with Bill Guerin that we I, did a few months ago. I did follow that up by attempting to break dance in the living room. If you guys saw that, yeah, yeah. wasn't very good. You put a little piece of cardboard on the ground, didn't you? I didn't. I just oh, I, 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 I raw dogged on the carpet. <laughs> oh, came out with a couple oh. rug burns. He has, yeah, I was gonna say he has carpet burns. Dedicated nice. to the game. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial. We'll be right back with our interview with Kevin Gorg. We are in a sports paradox. Okay. The NFL is here. That The NHL is back this week. MLB playoffs are going on. There's still MLS soccer going on. Whatever your taste is. And college football, too. All sports are back right now. So that means you should be sports betting. And if you're thinking of that there is no legal way for you to sports bet or a way that is you know, 
good for you in terms of income. Well, we have the app for you. We have the Better Edge app, which is a legal online social betting marketplace that allows you to post and engage with other sports betting fans, place no commission positions in an online marketplace, compete in direct head-to-head challenges with horrible bettors, such as myself, journalist Jake, sometimes good, along with boss men, Wags, and, and producer Cam here. You can compete in public or private betting competitions, or you can buy or sell positions with the spread over under money line at current market prices. If you use promo code 10K10K at betteredge.com, you can get a free $20 when you sign up and verify your ID. So once again, use promo code 10K10K at B-E-T-T-O-R-E-D-G-E dot com to get a free $20. All right, everyone. Welcome back to It's a Bit. We got a very special guest with us in studio. We're joined by Kevin Gorg, as you know, the hockey analyst for Bally Sports North. He's on all the time on Bally during the wild games, as well as the racing analyst at Canterbury Park. We actually ran Indy out there, and yep. you, you told us to took, take a certain horse on a race that was an underdog. Do you remember that, Jake? Yep. That horse yeah. ended up winning, yeah. by the way. Yeah. You guys made a little cash? Yeah. We, we made a little, a little bit of cash. Ball, man. I, the Canterbury gig is is certainly a labor of love. You know, working with Paul Allen for 22 years, he's exactly what you hear on the radio. That personality is who we get in the press box every single day. He's got attention deficit. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> but we like to gamble. We like to talk about gambling. We sit and talk sports. And uh, and I guess the highlight this past summer to tie back into why I'm here tonight is the, the first day that Kirill Kaprizov is back in uh, and on American soil, he ends up going to the racetrack with Matt Dumba and Ryan Hartman. That's so right. Got oh, wow. to come out and hang out in the press box, watch Paul Allen call a couple races, come down to the paddock with me, go to the rail, watch a quarter horse race, like literally up against the rail. And they all had their gals with him. And, and I swear to God, we were with them for an hour and a half. And I don't think Kirill's, uh, lady friend ever said a word but her eyes were as big as saucers when those horses were coming thundering right at us down the stretch but uh it was one of the coolest nights i've ever had in the job at canterbury yeah. his, his yeah. lady's from russia right yeah yeah okay. so maybe never been to a horse race before uh, he, it was his that. first time oh, and, yeah. and it's <laughs> well, funny because you know we people always oh, does he speak good english it's getting better all the time he was asking about certain horses and mm. you know what, what why is this horse favored and mm. why is this one you know, a long shot. So it was fun. And, you know, Hartman and Dumba are such good dudes and, you know, kind of taking him around, showing him the ropes. And we kind of kept it under wraps for most of the night. But then when we got done in the winter circle after that quarter horse race, and it was kind of late on a, you know, nondescript Wednesday night. So it wasn't like it was a big crowd out there, but all of a sudden the people figured it out that it was Kirill. And it was like moths to a flame. No. Like, all of a sudden, there were like thirty kids, you know, with their racing programs and their their pens. You know, and and the guys were great. They sat out there for twenty five minutes, took pictures, signed autographs. You guys know from working with Billy G and from working with anybody on uh, top to bottom in this wild organization, they are unbelievably generous with their time. And these guys were no different. From what you can tell, does Carell seem to like it here in Minnesota? He seems to really enjoy it. Like you know, I, I didn't. That first year, because of COVID, I think it was really difficult for him. And, and I think that last year, I, I think, was a whole new experience for him to, to finally be able to go out with the guys and to feel a little more comfortable and to, to not be so awkward socially because during the pandemic, these guys didn't have a lot of freedom. And finally, last year, they got back to being able like even that night at the racetrack, just being able to be normal again for somebody that's new to a country where all his family and friends are back in Russia – I think a lot of times we take what we have for granted. And I think it was really good for him last year to kind of take that next step off the ice 
And now he just seems so much more comfortable. Now the locker rooms open up again. I know you had Russo over here. We were able to go back in there now and, and just have conversations with the players. So it's not so structured where they're at the podium and they're kind of there to answer five or 10 minutes worth of hockey only questions. Now I can go in there and actually have a conversation. He went and saw the movie Avatar last week and, and had a bunch of questions about that movie. What gets lost in translation with those guys. But uh, yeah, it's a whole different scenario for him. And I think it's going to help him on the ice as well. Well, and I remember too, when that picture came out of you guys with the players and Kirill was in it, like that was the first time people had seen him safely here. Because that was what, what you could call a crisis this summer. It was, when, no. For, for us, Minnesota, bad. Like, we've had so much taken from us in the world of sports. Like, we're like, we finally get this guy. Yeah. We now know he's a superstar. He just had the greatest season in franchise history, and he might not be able to come back and play. Like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, people that come in the racetrack and recognize me, and it's not a ton of people, but the ones that do, they were like, are we going to get Kirill? Is he really going to get back? And and like people were like freaking out. And I'll admit it. I for the first month I'm like, no, nah, it's cool. But then I started getting the intel on how he had tried a couple times to circumnavigate his way back to the states and got shut down. And now I'm thinking, oh my god, this actually is a thing. Like, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know he was coming to the track. Ryan Hartman just during the day said, hey, would it be cool if you know I came out tonight with some friends? I'm like, sure. I'll leave you some passes. Here are my picks. When you get there and you get settled in, let me know. And so we got him a table up in the clubhouse, which is kind of the normal protocol. Let them kind of do their thing. And I kind of forgot they were coming. And all of a sudden I got a text. He said, hey, are we okay coming to to see you and Paul in the press box? I said, yeah, who you got? And he texted me back. He's like, well, I got Dumbs, Kirill. And at, at that point I just shut down. I didn't care, I didn't care what else he had to say. Yeah. I mean, it was like, all right. Get your, get your asses up here. And uh, the rest is kind of history. It was a magical, magical night. And uh, I just, the, the sense of relief we all had as Minnesota sports fans, more importantly as hockey fans, that we get to watch this guy again. And we saw a little glimpse of it uh, during the preseason. We didn't get to see a lot of them. Uh, but, you know, even last Saturday to see that, that quote-unquote dress rehearsal and watch him and Zuccarello out there. You know, whether they ever win a cup or whether they don't, the fact that we get to watch this guy for at least the next five years, it 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 makes me smile and it it makes me happy. And I do think they're going places, but my God, that guy is the reason. He's the number one reason you buy a ticket, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Watching uh, Carell and Zuccarello last Saturday, you're right. That was an the, absolute the chemistry they, they have, on. and even with uh, Rossi on that line too. Yeah. Like that line was roster. clicking. Mm-hmm. They're going to have some. I think as the season progresses, they're going to have some tougher decisions. I think right now. It's easy. I think right now you, you let him, I'm speaking of Ross, he kind of ease his way in a little bit. He's got some great comfort on and off the ice with Duhame and Dewar. You don't want to rush it. It's his first year playing at the NHL level. He's going to have some, I think, some some good nights, and I think some nights where he struggles a little bit with the physical play when you play some of those bigger teams in the Western Conference. But you can see the skill this guy has. And as, as time goes on, you're, you're going to see him on the power play. And I think eventually – he either lands on a line with Boldy or on a line with Kaprizov. Because if you've got a puck mover that is that skilled, you want to put him in a position where he's able to enhance some of your best weapons. And I think for Minnesota, you start with Kaprizov and you slide right into Matt Boldy, and they're likely going to play off each other for the next you know, for the foreseeable future. You want that guy feeding one of them at some point. Well, do you think the uh, they obviously did? They went what five and six and one in the preseason. 
They probably won the what? The, can we declare that they won the preseason Stanley Cup? <laughs> they did. They did. Which means that so they, they automatically get a first round bye. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't they, that be nice? Yeah. It doesn't matter who they play. If they still lose in the first round, they automatically they just, get to the they second round. They move on to the second Correct. round. Correct. Yeah. It's Correct. a great play in the yeah. preseason. The other team can choose to play for practice for next year to get in some yep. in-game reps. But, yeah, we automatic buy for winning the preseason President's Cup. Automatic buy. But, I mean, for, I, I just, you know, it's just like, I think there's, you know, starters play more in preseason in the NHL than they do like football and, For and sure. maybe even the NBA. Football, they barely play at all. Right, yeah. exactly. It's but weird. I, I'm like just one quarter of the first game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you do you think that the you know the success we kind of saw in the preseason is going to translate over or or you know transition over smoothly or you know I I don't think it hurts. I yeah. mean, because I think the two biggest areas that the coaching staff has been working in the off season to improve were, were the power play and the penalty kill, and they both looked better. It doesn't really matter though until mm-hmm. it starts for real, and I think you look at, you know, where the schedule starts, and you, you open up. Uh, you know, I think two of your first three games are against Cup favorites, like the Rangers, and then Colorado. I think comes in next week on Monday, so that'll be more of a measuring stick. I, I think this team has a bit of a swagger just being around training camp, and I, I don't mean swagger in a bad way because I think the disappointment of how last year finished has stayed with them through the summer. And they won't talk about it unless you bring it up. They're not. They're not like constantly dealing with that and constantly thinking about it. But I do think when it does come up, you can feel the edge that they've got, and I think it's a good thing because I think they legitimately believed, and rightfully so, that if they won that series last year against St. Louis, they believe in their heart of hearts they matched up well enough with Colorado to take them to the to the very end. And I think the Wild were the like if you look and and pragmatically handicap that first series, St. Louis deserved it. They mm-hmm. eventually were the better team, but I think the Wild played very poorly in that series. And I look back at Game Four when we were in St. Louis and they were missing three of their top four defensemen, and I think the Wild got away from who they were. They had won the games in that series by going zone to zone and driving St. Louis nuts with their position without the puck, with the way they grind you down, with players like Eck and Felino and Greenway. And all of a sudden, I think they saw that roster and saw that St. Louis was missing three of their top four guys and were like, we're going to open things up and we're going to you know, play a, a far more freewheeling game. Well, it didn't work. And as soon as St. Louis won that game and then got healthy for game five, they had momentum and they had, now they had Minnesota kind of questioning who they were and they never recovered. My point is St. Louis took... Colorado to six games and gave them a pretty damn good series. I think the Wild, um, had they won that series and played, I think, like they did during the regular season, could have, I think, pushed Colorado more to the brink than even St. Louis did. They're a good enough team. They are a speed team. So they match up with certain teams better than others do. And I think they match up with Colorado because of their speed on the back end better than a lot of teams because Colorado comes at you in waves. And we worked a game last year. I want to say it was Martin Luther King Day in Denver at the at the rink, mm-hmm. and Colorado brought their A game that night. And min- if you remember the game, Minnesota, I think, ended up losing either overtime or a shootout. But I talked to the guys on the Colorado side, and they're like, well, you got our best, so now you know where you fit. And I'm like, yeah, I remembered that because Minnesota has that innate ability with their skating skills front and back to play with, with certain teams. Now, on the flip side, where I worry about this team, if you look at the Western Conference and you move to the playoffs, when they play teams like Calgary, when they play teams like St. Louis, teams like Nashville. Nashville's a terrible matchup for this mm-hmm. team. Teams that are heavier are hard on this hockey team because if you think about the Wild's best players, Kaprizov, think of Marco Rossi now, think of Spurgeon, think of Brodeen in a seven-game series that's super physical. 
that that's the one area where you have to kind of say, ooh, now you're going to need some of the big guys to step up because that is a team that the Wild don't comfortably match up with as well as they do the speed teams. That's funny. I feel like that's been a problem with the Minnesota Wild for a long time. That like Everyone always comments, they don't really have the size, and they haven't yeah. for a very long <clears throat> time. No, they haven't. And Boldy will help. Greenway and Felino are yeah. going to be the lifeblood along with Eck. That line, it's such a, a needle mover. When you look at, at the way this team matches up with other teams, especially heavy teams, you need that line. Like That line, uh, when they're going... This team is a different team. I'll just tell you that. The addition of Middleton uh, was was huge. And this is a name to kind of maybe tuck away for, for later. Maybe we do this again a month or two into the season. But that big defenseman, Schuster, that we watched in camp, that mm-hmm. they gave an, a real long look to. I mean, to the very, very end, That that's kind of just off the beaten path when you when you hear about, okay, the Wilds' blue line. You know, you, you still have John Merrill waiting in the wings and, you know, Addison's going to get his chance, which I think is going to be really good for the power play. But that big body at six foot five, uh, if he continues to show what I saw in training camp, is a name to tab for down the road. If there are injuries and things maybe uh, middle of the season, you want to shake things up a little bit, he could be a factor. But they've got enough size, I think, top to bottom, because you've got that that grinding line. You've got a guy in Matt Boldy. And then you've got, I think, you know, Players like Duhane play bigger than they are, right? They're, they're a, he's a nasty guy that gets in your face, that sticks up for his teammates. So they've got a little edge to him. Uh, it's just when you get into that seven-game series, uh, I think the one thing that, that Billy Guerin and the coaching staff are aware of is can this team play the type of style of hockey that allows them to play? If it's a Colorado, play your game. Play the speed game, do your thing. But now can you flip the switch? And they didn't do it against St. Louis last year, and I think they learned some lessons because of it. So now maybe they'll be a better, more equipped team to handle that down the road. Well, going back to Schuster, like if you haven't been to a game yet, he is a monster oh, on the ice. He everyone. is the tallest guy out there by an entire foot. At least it looks like. Yeah, he's less especially, on, especially on skates. It's like Devin Dubnik's playing defense. Like he's yeah. that big. Remember how tall Doobie looked? Yeah. You know, Spurgeon would stand next to him on a defensive zone face <laughs> yeah. off. You're like, what, what in the hell is going on here? But no, he's that big. And I think you know, because he can skate and he's got some skill to him, I, I do think he's a player that isn't being talked about right now that, that at some point could make an impact here. I, I don't know when, uh, but, you know, just kind of reading the tea leaves and watching training camp and being at the rank every day and seeing how he looked when they did drills in the defensive zone and that long reach and just the way he can move people out of the front of the net. It, you know, you've got two goaltenders in both Flurry and Gustafson that are really good, but they're both guys that aren't afraid to, to kick a rebound out in the slot. A guy like Schuster to me is someone that you don't want to sleep on uh, as the season progresses. I think at some point he might get a look. Yeah, NHL.com has him listed at six foot seven. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a giant. He's almost like Chara out there, he's which is great. Taller than everybody. I think he's a yeah. better skater than Chara was, especially in the last couple of years. And Chara was an unbelievable mm-hmm. player. But this kid's got. He's got some skating ability. He's got some mobility. And I think when you practice and play with this group, because it's such an up-tempo team and there's so much skill at both ends of the rink, I I think it kind of forces the hand of a young player like that. So it kind of helps him evolve into reacting quicker and moving quicker. And um, there's something there. I'm convinced there's something there, especially when I watched um, the way the late preseason cards were played by this coaching staff. I think they see the same thing we're seeing. 
Yeah, and folks, we're not talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. No, different, <laughs> he different he guy. Become... He's been a total bust in fantasy yeah, football. Yes. We don't want yeah. this guy to be that well, guy. I was going to no. say, how good can our Schuster do TikTok yeah. Andre, <laughs> That's the real question. Wouldn't that be fun to yeah. watch? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just does a pregame a... TikTok dance on the other team's ice. Yeah. Do you know logo? No, no where's he from? Uh, I just had it searched right here. Chessia. Check. He's oh, a quiet, quiet yeah. young man. But he's, Check. He's got quite the presence Czech out Czech Republic. There. Well, you mentioned, uh, you know, our two goalies, Marc-Andre Fleury, and I think a lot of people, I don't agree with it, Jack, well, you were furious, and that a lot of, there's a lot of people blaming him for the reason why we were losing games, you know, last year in the playoffs and whatnot, he's getting old, I feel like he's like this team's Kirk Cousins in a way, you know, blaming him for a lot, you know, <laughs> he's I, easy, the goalie's always hey. an easy scapegoat, he's the yeah. one who lets in the puck. But exactly, but I that's, think that, that's not what it's about, fan. such a casual take. Yeah. yeah, it's a very casual hockey fan take, and you know, I'm... I'm going to tell you right now, they got beaten that series because of the way they played in front of him. Uh, the, the special teams collapsed, um, oh, yeah. and and they just they got away from who they were throughout most of the entire season. Like th- they were such a different team to play against in, in the in the regular season. And I think playoff series can trick you. And I think when they got that lead in the series, they took their foot off the gas just a little bit. And the Blues, if you remember, have a team that's built around players that had had success in the playoffs and won a cup together. And as soon as St. Louis came back in one game four, I went, uh-oh, because now they've got the momentum. Now they're getting healthy. And now the Wild have kind of gotten away from who they were. And they never seemed to recover mentally from that afternoon. And it was a golden opportunity to take a stranglehold of that series. But, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, um, if you look back to when he got here, you know, it's a whirlwind deal. It's trade deadline. His family's back in Chicago. He's here. I think it's and this is true of me when I watch my fantasy football players and I complain, you know, endlessly, you know, talking at the TV with the red zone channel on Sundays, but you forget these guys are human. Got here late, played fine down the stretch, but it's it's a whirlwind. There was no practice to be found because at that time of the year, Dean Everson's trying to get his team rested and ready for the playoffs. And, you know, did it go well in the playoffs? No. Could he have been better? Probably, but he's not the reason. And I think now he's had a year to settle and he's talked to us on multiple occasions about how much more comfortable he is right now in Minnesota than he was last year. And he wasn't making excuses. He just said, now I'm practicing with the guys. I know the guys. They're playing off me. I'm playing off them. And I play goalie. And I can tell you, when you consistently play behind a group of defensemen, it's a learning process that goes both ways. You're better as you get to know their tendencies, and they're much better when they get to know yours. And now they've had a whole offseason, a whole training camp, the end of last year in the playoffs, to kind of get this thing where it needs to be. And Bill Guerin's not going to move Cam Talbot unless he believes that this guy can do it. And he's the youngest looking and acting soon-to-be 38-year-old I have yeah. ever been around. Mm-hmm. No kidding. This Looks- kid is so fit. He is so energetic. And the one concern they have, and Dean Everson told us this last week, he's like, my biggest concern with Marc-Andre Fleury is we have to force him to take practices off later in the year because he gets out there and he just wants to compete. He won't take a drill off. He won't take a shot off. And we're going to need him to, say, you know, play 50, 55, maybe 60 games. They're going to have to force his hand a couple times just to get him to chill because he is so youthful and exuberant, and you love that about him. And I think the ripple effect is hopefully it, 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 it's a situation where this youngster that was kind of lost on the shuffle in Ottawa can learn from one of the all-time greats, from a soon-to-be mm-hmm. Hall of Famer, and this kid's 23. He's played less than 30 games in this league, so you really don't know what you have. I was super. I was worried early in training camp because he struggled. I'll be honest. The first couple 
uh, practices. He, even the first time we saw him in a, in a preseason game, it wasn't clean. It wasn't great. His last two appearances were phenomenal. And I think now you're starting to see that 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 kind of that Mark Andre flurry effect because if that guy's working that hard and he's 37 and I'm 23, I better get my ass. Yeah, talk in about gear. setting the bar. <laughs> well, it's, well, you're you're in a tandem with one of the greatest goalies of all time, and you got to think he's he's coaching him. He's totally like his goalie coach. Absolutely, he probably, he probably know. I mean, if you're in the NHL like Philip Gustafson, you're doing something right for sure. You, you're, but like, there's probably like tweaks you got to make, and and I guarantee there could have been something where Mark Andre Fleury's like. Hey, no, just just back up to post a little more or something like that. He's yeah. like, oh wow, oh wow, that changed everything. It could be like little things like that. Flurry's that like, accent was horrible, by the way. The accent so wasn't the best. Not, no, the, great, no, not no. the greatest. He, he French speaks Canadian. better. He speaks better English than that. I don't. Uh, but but to still. your point, when we asked uh, Gustafson about this, he said, I, "I ask him multiple questions every day, whether it's in the locker room or out on the ice. I'm picking his brain as much as I can. So he's eager to learn. He understands the opportunity that he has in front of him." And I think the Wild right now are in a position where you've got a veteran that you trust, you've got a veteran that you know, and you've got this unknown commodity. And then the coup to the whole thing is, and if Wild fans, and again, hockey fans aren't the most patient, but if you read the tea leaves and kind of look at where this organization kind of is built right now, the kid they got in Iowa yeah. has, it. And, I, and I say this with all due respect, he has a chance to be one of the, if not the best goalie to ever wear a sweater in this organization. This kid is 19 years old, and I'm telling you, he is going to be something special. Fleury is, you can't really count Mark andre Fleury because by the time he got here, he had the Vesna, he had the three cups. So take Fleury out of that argument and put the rest of them in there. The Wild have always had really good goaltending. Wallstead's got a chance to be better than any of that, that entire pool. Take Fleury out of the equation. Think about that. And this kid's 19, so this team's going to be good this year. I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. I think they're going to be good next year. I think they're going to be a playoff team next year, but they're going to be way better in year three from right now, year four, five, and beyond because of how young they are and the talent they've got accumulated top to bottom in this organization. It's exciting. For you know, for all of us, and I've been doing this with the Wild since 06, this is as good a place as this organization has been in, and it's not close. Yeah, I saw um, that they had a top – I think they're number two in like uh, prospects that they currently have in their organization, which is absolutely unreal and very exciting for the future here in Minnesota. We're yeah, also yeah. we're also still projected to be a top-five team this yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just with some algorithms and models, and I know that's subjected to, you know, whatever. But, like, people – people after we lost Viola, people were like, that's it. Like, we're, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, no, we're fine. I think what, what Kevin here is saying is that the Wild are going to win the Stanley Cup in 2025. <laughs> and if they don't, they're going to be coming for your head. Come for me. Yeah. yeah. Come, come for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the Fiala thing is, you know, it, it cuts both ways because offensively, you don't have another player that's new to this team. Let's use Sam Steele and Marco Rossi as the two most obvious picks. Neither one of those guys is scoring 33 goals this year. Right. Understand this, though. Kevin Fiala, the first half of last year, was sub subpar. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Wasn't at his best. He got hot the second half. Him and Kirill just kind of fed off each other, and they went from there. Well, it also coincided with what? Matt Boldy making his debut in early January in yeah. Boston. And that played a huge role. Boldy changed it all around for him. For yeah. sure. But understand that Kevin Fiala, as good as he was in one end, constantly was you know, in the doghouse for what he did in the other two ends. He was awesome in the offensive zone. An unbelievable talent. The shot, the rink vision. You can't coach that. He's going to score in L.A. It's going to sting. We get it. But the neutral zone and the defensive zone were not always his friend. So 
there's good and bad, and it, it, you can do it with multiple people. Matt Boldy's going to be better than he was last year. He'll take a step forward. Rossi's here. We think Sam Steele can help. There are ways you can kind of avoid that offensive punch that is gone. And, and you know, the key is going to be, can they get that power play where it needs to be? When you have the weaponry that this team has, you have to be a top 10 power play. Plain and simple, figure it out. They will. They've put the time in. Their coaching staff is excellent. They'll figure it out. But you've got the weapons to be at least in the top 10 on the power play. And what got frustrating last year is they never gave their power play a chance to be a top 10 power play because of what they did from their goal line to the opposition's blue line. To me, that's where they really got sloppy. Once they got in the zone, they were okay. But from point A to point B, it has to get better, and I think it will. Kevin, you're a, you're a betting guy. I am. Um, currently, the Minnesota Wild are plus 350 to win the Central Division. Do we hammer that? They're only three and a half to one yep. to win the division? To win the division. Yeah, and I've seen the models. They're mo- the second best the right now. Yeah. The models have said that we do win the Central. Yes. The, the Athletic, Dom from the Athletic. I did see that. I, I, they had the Wild at 109, it, Colorado it, at 108. It was a little terrifying to see that on paper. <laughs> yes. well, get your hopes up. Don't do that to yeah. us. Yeah. That Come just on. gets our hopes up. See, yeah. I, I don't think that's the right bet. I think if, if you really believe that this team, let's just put it this way. You can probably get 15 to 1. 10 to 15 to one that they represent the West in the Stanley cup. I don't know the regular season to me. I think this team's going to be better in the second half than they are in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think Colorado is Colorado. So as I mean, the, the wild sent, you know, their a game out last year and they put up a franchise best an all time record year. They had eight or nine guys have career years and they were the fifth best team in the league last year, but they were still six points behind Colorado. So I'm not betting the wild. If I'm betting three and a half to one, it's not going to be on them beating Colorado in the division, but you guys know how playoffs work around here. It's just a matter of getting in there. You've got a guy that's won three cups. That's going to be your starting goal. You've got a young guy behind him. That'll be better in April than he is right now to start the year in October. And you got young players like, like Marco Rossi and Kalen Addison. They're going to play a significant role and probably be better in the second half than they are right now. So I don't look at, I see the division to me is tough because I think Colorado is is clearly the favorite. I think Nashville is the most improved team in the division. Now, St. Louis and Dallas, I think the Wild are better than those two teams. So I, I do think it comes down to one of those first three I mentioned. But then you look at the other side of the conference, and I think there's some interesting bets out there because all the money is going to go into Calgary and to Edmonton off what we saw last year. And I happen to think that both the teams in California – are super sneaky these next two years. L.A. and Anaheim are coming. they got great young talent. They are on the rise, and they are scary to play against. So, you know, it's kind of a changing of the guard because I I haven't even thought about what to do with Vancouver and Vegas. But, you know, if I'm betting, and I love looking for value bets, um, I migrate more to the other side and maybe take a team like an L.A. or an Anaheim who's going to be juicier odds to win their division because – Frankly, if Colorado stays healthy and they get any type of goaltending, I, I got to be honest, I don't know how they don't win the division. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean the Wild or a team like Nashville, when they're healthy, can't beat them in the playoffs. So I think everything changes when you get to the postseason, especially knowing how much tread was taken off that tire to win a cup last year. It is mm-hmm. super hard to repeat that. And I know Tampa did it, but the first time they did it was the disjointed cup they won when it was COVID. Yeah. The COVID cup. So mm-hmm. just let's just see how this plays out with Colorado. They'll, they'll get there. They'll likely win the division, but they might be a team that you can beat come playoff time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's let's ask you this. What are you the most excited about this year and the most nervous about? 
Mm. Injuries. I, I think that the, the thing I'm most worried about is injuries because if you look at Jonas Brodeen, Jared Spurgeon, Kirill Kaprizov, and Marc-Andre Fleury, those, and, and there are plenty of valuable players, but you look at those four guys, if any of them miss significant time, the ripple effect that that could have, or if Jordan Greenway comes back and, and has issues with that shoulder after having surgery in the offseason, we can't have that grief line. These are things that I worry about that can be, you know, kind of rattling through my mind. What I'm most excited to, to, to see this year is who Marco Rossi is, because a lot like Kirill Kaprizov, we've had years now to think about it. We had a year to worry about it when his health was in serious jeopardy. And now we've had a little taste and now I want more. Like I see every day in practice, just how special that talent is. And so now I, I want more. I want to see more of what this guy can do. I want to see what he can affect on the power play when he gets his juice going and maybe the, the lines are shuffled, what he could do if they put him with Boldy or Kaprizov at some point, I want to see how this plays out. So if, if I'm making a list of things I'm most excited about this year, it's Rossi. And then it's those injuries that I worry about because you can't control that. It's, it's part of the game, but I, I think as deep as this organization is and as much young talent as they have, you take any of those four guys and you look at Brodeen and Spurgeon, we know what they mean on a nightly basis to this hockey team. And then you look at, at, at players like Kaprizov and Boldy, and I get nervous because these are the guys you got to keep out there 65, 70, 75 nights during the regular season if you're going to go where you need to go. Yeah. I was going to say really quick, for some of the – so the last time you were on here was right after – Rodine famously dropped an f bomb during one year. <laughs> that was during, great. During one of year, all the guys. Yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, since you've told that story, the last time we, we've had a lot of new listeners uh, join the bandwagon. So uh, take us through your side of that when uh, Jonas dropped, and for good reason. He just put in an overtime goal. He had scored an overtime winner. So he's we dropped up. the Titanic. It's the greatest duo in no. sports. But uh, <laughs> what 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 was it like? Like. Well, we were, you know, and I've got the, uh, my IFB in so I can hear the guys in the truck and he's a soft spoken. You guys know him. You've seen him. He's a quiet kid. He's a respectful kid. You know, you get Marcus Foligno on or Matt Dumba on and, and you've got to have the guys in the truck sitting on the dump. Bus. Yeah. Right. Really, yeah. right. They're like, okay, Dumba's here. All right. We're, okay. Foligno's here. <laughs> but with him, you're like, oh, we can take they're, a they're nap. All it's it's protein. Yeah. So, you know, the, the question was, Hey, you play on a regular basis with your best buddy, Matt Dumba, and he is known for bringing the thunder with the slap shot. Yet you're the guy in overtime that turns into Matt Dumba. Take us through how that developed. And, you know, in typical Jonas, you know, he's got the hat backwards. He's got this big old smile on his face. He's like, well, you know, I, I got open in the slot. I got the puck and I just fucking, sh- you know, <laughs> shot it in. Like, oh, clean that up. But anyway, and we're all like, what? <laughs> what? And, and so he laughs. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep going because at this point, there's no going back. Yeah. We wrap up the interview. And so right away, I, I I get on the mic. I'm like, guys, did you catch that? And we're like, yeah, but we were doing it live. And I'm like, oh, no, because <laughs> sometimes we tape them, right? Yeah. It, it all depends on when we get the guy to come out. And so sometimes they're, they're like on a two-minute delay. But th- when you get the game winner, the overtime guy, you know, whether it's baseball and extra innings or it's it's a wild or, you know, a Timberwolves walk-off three-pointer, we try to get that, those guys right, right away and mm-hmm. get it on the air as quick as possible. So this happened to be, 
you know, live. And so he, he had his Burp Y11 moment. It was great. Yeah. Well, have yeah. you yourself ever had a Burp Y11 or Jonas Brodin kind of moment? I wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> the young lady I live with is convinced at some point it's going to happen. And, you know, and I am a kind of, you know, what you see is what you get guy. I've got my heart on my sleeve and I've been close. I think the closest I came way, way back when I first started and you guys are way too young. But Mike Greenlay was the analyst, and, mm-hmm. and we used to do this face-off in between periods where there'd be hockey topics and we argue back and forth. And I'm an old North Star fan. And when that team left for, for Texas, it was like my heart was literally ripped out of my chest. I was, as a kid, obsessed with the green and gold of the North Stars. And so when the name Norm Green came up during this argument, I kind of lost my mind. And I'm making my case as to why he's the biggest villain in the history of hockey and I, I didn't swear, but I said jackass mm-hmm. loud on the air. And on TV, unlike these podcasts, there are different rules. And I didn't know. Like, I, I mean, I was remember I was in Nashville. And so we were taping it from our studio at the rink at the Bridgestone Arena. And I'm like, I got done. And I'm like, I got to text my boss because I don't know what I just said, but I think I said jackass. So he was watching and he's like, you're cool. You, you said jackass. So it technically is fine. But, you know, you walk that line, right? And, and you know, I, I think we just had the anniversary, was it, I don't know, a month ago when LaPanta was filling in, which is so rare, right? <laughs> it's so rare that Dick is not doing these games. He's been doing it forever. And LaPanta's filling in. Of course, it's Yankee Stadium. Of course, you know, it's a huge game with a ton of eyeballs. And that look on LaPanta's mm. face of like, oh, my God. And remember, Burke didn't just say it once. He said it twice. Yeah. I just yeah. fucked the whole thing fucking up. We had to do the whole thing fucking again. Yeah, it was like that. three F-bombs. Like, oh, we're live. Five seconds. I didn't know that. Oh, so good. It's oh, one of man. the all-time great clips, I, we, it makes we, me smile. We, 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 that we tweeted day. out every, uh, I think, what is it, like September 1st? I think. That has to be on a T-shirt somewhere, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And, and we tweeted out, like, every year. It's like, this is the blah, blah, blah anniversary <laughs> since Dick, yep. or since uh, Burt Bly 11 oh, dropped three F-bombs. It's Bly 11 day or something ten, yeah, like that. Yeah, 10 seconds. <laughs> So good. It's it's insane. Well, speaking of like, well, you've never been, you never done it to this day with the wild. I know you have, you do a lot of. We're gonna, I'm going to knock on wood for yeah. Kevin. Right? Yeah, now. let's do it right now. You haven't done it to this day. You do have. Oh shoot! Oh, no. Knock down, down. Come on. The has been. We knocked too uh, hard. We're, we're we're fine. But that's probably good. Maybe that's good. But uh, you, you know, you've done a lot of. <laughs> you've done a lot of segments. You still haven't messed up or anything. But like, I I gotta say that. Uh, what is it? The Minnesota hot dish segment or whatever like that i think that's just creative did you come up with that i you know i think i stole it i think oh, no. i think the hockey hot dish was hockey stolen. hot dish yeah yes. i think the hockey hot dish was stolen from our old colleague tom chorsky he had oh, yeah. he had um gone into the digital hockey you know we're gonna try this we're gonna try that and there was some hot dish thing and he told me about and it crashed and burned you know like it's so tricky like what you guys do there's an art to it some of this stuff works and some of it doesn't, so you yeah. just start all over again. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, I mean, we're in Minnesota, and all we know is hockey and hot dish. I grew up eating my mom's hot dish all the time. And, you know, there were leftovers. Half the time, you didn't even know what the hell you were eating. You just know you better eat it or you're going to be in trouble. And so you just gobbled it up and on you went. But hockey and hot dish is what we do in Minnesota. So I might have had a little cue from, from uh, T.C. Chorsk. But, uh, yeah, we're going to run with it. What does uh, an average game day kind of look like for you and what you do? Well, you know, we always start um, by going to morning skate. And at some point there's a conference call that kind of is led by the pre and post game guys that run that part of the show. And like for Thursday for opening night, we're going to have an hour long pregame show. So there's a lot more that goes into it, but we try to discuss 
on the call, the different storylines that we think are important for that game. Lapanta's great because he builds the charts. A lot of those statistical charts you see in the broadcast, he'll build. And if, if Ryan Carter wants to look at a specific part of the game, so let's say the Rangers last year, I'll just use this as an example. I'm not even sure they are, but let's say they were really good in the faceoff circle. Then, you know, Lapanta will build this chart, but then Ryan Carter wants to talk about, you know, what the Wild need to do to be successful. What can be different this year with, you know, adding Rossi to the middle of the rink. And then it kind of starts the conversation on the show. And so there's a conference call. Then, you you know, at morning skate, you, you have time to talk to Dean Emerson once with the cameras rolling once just on the side, just kind of some scuttlebutt, you know, kind of behind the scenes, what the coaches are thinking about. And then you interview the players, talk to the players. And sometimes you stick around for the visitors. Sometimes you head home, but then you come back middle of the afternoon and we usually meet in the mess hall there for an hour, break bread, talk about the broadcast, kind of get organized on what we're going to do and kind of how we're going to tee each other up. And then you just go do it. And the cool part about the wild side of things is our producer, John Stroh has been there from day one. Uh, Matt Laxenden, who's our director has been doing it for a decade. Uh, the pregame and postgame guys have been doing it for over a decade. And a lot of the talent's been here forever. I've been here since 06. Panta has been involved in both shows from day one. Uh, West Walls has been here forever. Carts now is, is he's up to speed. He's so talented. He's there. So you kind of feed off each other. And you know, Audra Martin's been doing it for eight years. So it's um, it's kind of like a little family, like a like a team, so to speak. And you kind of learn how to set each other up, and and you hope to to find the right you know cadence for the fans because you know we're not in Arizona, we're not in Florida, we're in a very um, smart hockey market where people demand more than, you know, hopefully get the puck in deep. You know I mean? They, they want pucks in the net. Yeah. Pucks you guys know deep, the cliches, right? I mean, it's fun, but they want more than that. And yeah. so we try to go a little deeper and, you know, we respect our fans because the guys that are watching the gals that are watching play the game, coach the game, have family members that do the same. So it's a different market than it is in a lot of other places. And we try to go, as deep as the team will let us go to kind of bring those stories out. Well, and you don't really appreciate the local broadcast until you have to watch ESPN cover it. Cause I remember, I remember the first primetime game we had on ESPN immediately after the game in the middle of a sentence, they just cut to college basketball. Yeah. There, there was, was no, no transition. Analysis. There was no like, all right, thanks post for tuning game. into ESPN. Here's post game. It was like, it was just in the middle of someone saying, and then it cuts to, and Michigan State is up. It wasn't know, even Michigan ten, State. It was, it was some shitty. Yeah, it was yeah. some shitty D two team. Low D one team. But they were like, they're actually eight for eight for nine on free throws tonight. And I'm like, what the hell? I want to hear about the game. Yeah, I at least want to hear them try. You want the exposure? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get what the league is trying to do here because now, when I watch Scott Van Pelt do that Sports Center thing mm. and the Bad Beat segment, there is some hockey to it. Yeah. But you you want more, right? And I think the the Wild are a popular team. We're going to lose another 12 or 13 games this year to national TV. And it's great because we've got superstar talent on this roster and people want to watch this hockey team, but it sucks because we'd rather be doing the games. All of us, you know, that work at balance, we'd rather be doing the games and the post game. There is no post game. I mean, there really isn't a post game show once in a while. You'll get an interview. Other than that, you don't get much. And, you know, we like to think with our post game show that usually goes usually 35 to 45 minutes we're going to get you the Dean Evison presser. We're going to get you multiple players. You know, we're going to get analysis from guys that played in this league, you know, like Wes Walls, like Mark Parrish, like the Bird, Ryan Carter. And you want to hear what they have to say. You want to digest it. And if you're a true fan, which I think most of our viewers are, you want to go a little deeper than, hey, the game's over 2-1. All right, see you next time. You just, you want more. And so that's the line that, that they have to walk. I get it. I know that it's a big old, you know, ESPN's a big old animal. 
they got a lot of mouths to feed, but it's uh, they could just even do 10 minutes, right? Like that was the cool thing for a while there that the NBC Sports Channel would do yeah. is they'd give you a studio to kind of wrap things up in highlights and maybe one interview. We've kind of lost that now. I hope they get back to it. Maybe TNT will do that. Well, and ESPN's not giving you a shirtless Jacob Middleton interview. <laughs> no, they're not providing that. They're not providing that level of quality. <laughs> not no. that entertainment. That's 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 a that's a man right off the <laughs> ice right I'll there. Tell you, that is that is um, <laughs> that's, that's a, a hockey, hockey player. Right? Does it intimidate guy. you to stand next to him? It, it's very emasculating. <laughs> yeah. When I know what I look like without a shirt on, I'm like, damn, this is no <laughs> yeah. good. But you guy, know, and he's such a character, like. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's got the stash going. But he is honestly, and it came out in the interview the other night, like when you get done, he's like, all right, guys. Like he's talking to the like the fans. He's that guy. He's just uh, he's a lovable, lovable dude. Like you talk about a guy that, you know, within a day of him being brought in at the trade deadline was like the the class favorite in that, in that yeah. locker room. I mean, he is that guy because he's the lovable guy with the big smile on his face, with the missing teeth off the ice. But he's also the guy on the ice that'll kick someone's ass if they mess with Kirill Kaprizov or any of your star players. So he's like that big brother that you always looked up to when you were a kid because he was the coolest guy on the block. That's Jake Middleton. And we always joke around that you know Middleton's the same age as Jake and I here. And like, it's crazy. We, we can't even believe it. He's almost, he looks, looks like, like he could be your dad. I right? know. He's, yeah. six he's, time, he's like some Yarmir Yager in the league right now. <laughs> but seriously, he is an older-looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's young. I get that. But he looks like a lumberjack, for God's sake. He mm. looks like you see the old photos of those guys, the, the very old photos. The black of like and the white late, ones. Late, late 1800s, early 1900s of early hockey. He looks like he's just that guy. Well, <laughs> and, Sans the tattoos, yeah, obviously. Yeah, and, right. And we brought that up to Billy G. We're like, so you bring in him and Delorier at the same time. We're like, where did you find these guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> at the bar? Did you pull them out of a cave? Yeah. We're going to miss Delorier. We are. Yeah, we I, are. He was, a he was yeah, another fan Maurice. favorite. Oh, how could he not Especially be? Especially that, that mic'd up clip oh. of him against St. Louis where he's like, I got six games to fucking kill you. Yeah. <laughs> like screaming at and that then, guy and spitting. And he actually believed mouth. everything he yeah. was saying. Like that's why I like I'll never forget it. Um his first or second game with the team, he got into a scrap and it was a great fight. And he he actually won the fight, but the guy got a good lick. And so he comes off the ice and he had a loose tooth and blood's dripping. Like I'd be in the freaking fetal position. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm in the tunnel behind the bench and he's walking off with one of our trainers and the tooth is hanging, the blood's dripping on his hockey jersey, and he looks at me and he goes, God, I love my job. And I'm like, oh, that was, that that was, was the, the famous of picture me. of him skating off the ice with a big smile on his yeah. face, and blood is dripping from his mouth. So you were, you were there I was right the after tunnel, that right photo there, was taken. Like, experienced that. God. That guy is at a different level. Like, <laughs> what he's, a, he's what a, tough, a psycho. Tough guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, want, I wish we could have kept him. I know. Loved having him around. Well, wasn't hmm. it like the first game he dragged somebody out of the uh, Carl, out of Carlson yeah. from yeah. the yeah, Carlson. from the Knights? Yeah, he dragged him out of the crease. He gave him the horse collar. He was yeah. he was kinda, he was kind of shit talking flurry, and he's like, nope, and he nope. just drags him out. <laughs> just drags him. He also buried one his first game with the Wild. He did. Yes, he, he did. did. It was yeah. a beautiful goal. It was. Yes. I remember the game against the Flyers that we went to. I think it was like a Tuesday night. We walk into our seats. We were a little late for puck drop. Probably had a couple too many at Tom Reed's. Yeah, and we walk in, and he's already kicking someone's ass. Yeah, and it's like there's like 18 minutes left in the first. Oh yeah, and this guy's already on the ice, like dead, and the refs are pulling him off. Like, oh okay, Delorier has already kicked someone's Setting ass. That tone, yeah. But you know, back to Billy G because before we started this this show, we had a chance to see some of the pictures, and he's been on with you guys. And the you know, I've seen the social media stuff. I mean that that sends a message though. Like when you're the general manager and you've got this captive audience that knows 
You've won cups as a player. You've won cups as a manager. And you go out and get Flurry, and specifically those two guys. I mean, isn't that the kind of GM Mm-hmm. That you'd run through the wall for me, like this is oh, the guy yeah. that gets it. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm here, I'm ready to go. And so I know, you know, in Wild fans, I, I bump into them all the time. It, it didn't pan out last year, but I, I believe in my heart of hearts, if this guy, if Billy Garen is good enough to stick, stay here, and and we get this guy for six, seven, eight years, I, I just can't see us not getting to the mm-hmm. promised land. Like I know the talent yeah. we've mm-hmm. accumulated, and I see the way these guys look up to him and the coaches, and I'm like. This is the guy that can get the job done. I've been waiting all my life. I am 55 years old. From the time I was five or six, I have been obsessed with the idea of a Stanley Cup parade here in oh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yep. this is the most I've believed. Like, I've always, I'm a Minnesota sports fan. Like, I am waiting for something bad to happen like anybody else. But this is as positive as I've ever been. Like, this is real. It's right in front of us. And I think it, it can happen. And I don't know that it's going to be this year. But I feel like in the next couple of years, we're going to have multiple chances at a run. And God, that'd be fun. I mean, a lot of people Ooh. have said the Wild are very similar right now to what Colorado was like five, four, four or five years ago. Like, I've heard that used yeah. by national analysts who also see that. So, like, I'm down to it's wait. Exciting. I'm here for it. I mean, it is exciting. But yeah. it's, it's funny. We've all, we've all, everyone here has talked to Bill, and we all think he's just an awesome, amazing dude. You guys remember when he was a, uh, I totally forgot what team he was playing for, but he tomahawked his own teammate in the head in training camp with a stick? <laughs> I just, an could, animal. I just could not picture him doing that these it's a hockey, days. hockey yeah. guy. Well, just, it depends on the day because just, I'm sure, he, yeah. he's as good a guy and as nice a guy as I've ever seen at that, at that spot. That's a big job. But, when things don't go well, I mean, he, he wears it on his sleeves and I'll never forget it. So it's, it's, we go back to St. Louis for game six, winner go home. We know how it finishes and he comes down and I, I mean, if we win, I'm the first guy to give him nucks and Hey, way to go, bud. And I'm kind of waiting for one of the players to come out and I'm up against the wall, kind of by my Valley sports tarp behind me, just waiting my turn. GM comes and I'm like looking anywhere, but at him yeah, just, and you know. He, as I glance up, his face is red. I mean, he's extremely disappointed. And he goes to the security guard and he says, can you do me a favor? Can you walk down there and can you get the St. Louis GM? And I'm like, where in the hell is this going? Yeah. So Billy is at his all-time low. He's beyond pissed off. And out comes the St. Louis GM. He walks over, looks him in the eyes, shakes his hand and says, congratulations. You guys deserve this. Go kick Colorado's ass. And I'm like, that, I mean... Okay, like uh, this is again. I'm not surprised. This is the guy that we've got running our hockey team, and this is the guy that now I see what those players see. Like they can rally behind this. Like this, this is something tangible. Like I get this. This is a class act that cares, that just wants to win. You know, we laugh about the the quote, right, about the effing yeah. win, yeah. but that's who he is. Like that's he is a real, like tangible, intense freak that just wants to win. And I think wants to do it the right way. And so he was nice enough last week to sit down with all of us, radio, digital, and TV broadcasters. We got to ask him anything about the season, players, where this thing is headed. Um, I just, I couldn't be more impressed. Bottom line is, I love the guy. I think he's the right guy for the job. And I think at some point, uh, they're going to get it done. And you can tell too, he, he, Brings in the right people. Like he, he cares a lot about character, and I know he used that word in the video where he gave you know Rossi and Addison the roster spot. He said, you know, you have a lot of character because I can never, I can't think of a wild player since he's been here who I'm like that guy's an ass. Yeah. Like there's no one on this roster. He who, won't put who, up with it, yeah. right? He no. like and 
to to that point, he he expects that of himself and his staff. Mm-hmm. And whether it's the coaches, whether it's the training staff, like he wants everybody to be on the same page. Character is everything. He mm-hmm. believes. And again, the reason I think, you know, faith is funny, right? No matter what you have faith in, you have to have a reason for it, a belief system. But he knows what a Stanley Cup winner looks like and smells like. He has been there multiple times at different levels in his career. And so when he gets here, you know, he's going to make hard decisions that are going to get this team in a position where they can win. Did it work out last year? Nope. More often than not, guess what? It's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. But this is the guy that I believe can get that job done. And we finally have enough talent where we're not just, you know, spitting into the wind hoping for the best. Like this team is built to be damn good right now and even better down the road. We got a GM that gets it. We got a coaching staff that seems to know how to push the right buttons. Let's let this thing play out. And I think, again, because we're in Minnesota and because we are, we've had our ass kicked time and time again by every team in this town, I get it. People are going to be skeptical. Let them be skeptical. I think when it finally happens, like when I was in college, when you know 1987 came around and the Twins won that World Series, I think the hockey fans will have something similar to celebrate where it feels like maybe it's the end of the world, but it's one of the greatest experiences of your life. What's it like to experience a Minnesota sports championship? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't uh, know what that is. <laughs> well, remember now, by the time 87 rolled around, we were not much different than we are right now. Yeah. I mean, the Vikings had gone to and lost four Super Bowls. The Twins, more often than not, were a, a cellar dweller. And when that finally happened, I mean, I'll never, I was right in the heart of my time at St. Thomas uh, in college. And we went down to the parade and we're like, this is it. Like, this we're going to tear this town up. Like, this <laughs> like we partied like from the morning through the afternoon. Then we went back and partied all night. Like this was unbelievable. And when it happened in 91, again, we, we started getting kind of cocky. We're like, well, it's oh, 1991. Yeah. We just hosted the Super Bowl. Um, we've got two world series in our hip pocket. Shit. This is Wintersville, USA. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know how that finishes 30 years later. Uh, here we are. We were just we were just cocky when we made it to the NFC Championship and had that Minneapolis miracle. Oh, yep. it's the Super Bowl this year. This our Nothing year. else happened. This is our year. And then Rudolph scores that shit. touchdown oh, first drive of the play. game. Yeah. Oh, like, oh my god! And then it's ever happening. since it's just back to Minnesota. Uh, I mean, reality. The Wild could have a three zero oh. lead in the Stanley Cup, and I would still be like. It's gonna happen, isn't yeah. it? Oh, like, that's 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 what we've been put You're through. You're like every other well, Minnesota fan. We've just been beat up. Yeah. It's just until the team actually wins it and we can witness it, we're always gonna believe it. It's gonna fall through. Which is which, like you said, it's, like. I, it's fair because yeah. we've we've been through it. You know, it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to have trust that it's not gonna happen again. But I'm still on, I'm still on the train to to believe. Gotta believe, still right? Here. I mean, Ted Lasso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, believe. We need a sign in here somewhere. We do. Yeah, we need that. Well, we have to play like a champion today, but that's Notre Dame. I love touching. We got it's about fucking yeah. winning. I feel like I'm so better tonight because winning. I touched that. Side. Yeah, right. You <laughs> are. You get the better we, got, we got Billy right there, though. Yeah. We got Billy. He's here with us. Yes. There were so many people who tried to buy that off us, and yeah. we're like, it's almost like the Mastercard commercial. It's like priceless. That right. thing is so damn cool. No, it's a shrine. Okay, we can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. The whole franchise crumbles. Yeah. You should hear about some of the offers we've gotten for this thing. We're like, it's not for sale, and then just up the price even more. And we're like, it's not for sale. You're not understanding the point. Money. Where did you get the autograph, like the green pen to autograph that? So uh, we partner with Elite Inc., who does all the. Oh yeah. And uh, so like we'll we'll advertise their private signings, and they let us bring in our own stuff. And, that is uh, sweet looking. I think that was actually the first time Garen got his exposure to us was he signed that and mm-hmm. just started laughing out yeah. loud. Took a picture <laughs> of it. <laughs> took a picture yeah. of it. He gets it. He, yeah. I mean, he, I think he, he gets it. it. 
And it's all real. Like, it's not shtick. Like, no. everything he does is straight from the heart. Yep. And he knows what the hell it's going to take, and he's not messing around. Like, you know, it's funny. We asked him in that in that meeting I referenced earlier, you know, somebody brought up the fact that, you know, as we talked about earlier, seven or eight guys last year had career years. And he said, guys, once they do it, now we know you can do it. Just do it again. Right. It's not yeah, complicated. Right. Now Just you're, go now, do the job. Now you're that player. That, and that's kind of his expectation. And it's it's kind of the way they approach it. It's like, okay, got 113 points last year. Do it again. Get 115 this year. Yeah. That's kind of how they look at it. And so it's refreshing. Uh, they, you know, I think they still live with some of the disappointment from the postseason. It's impossible not to. But if that's, you know, fuel for the motivation that you need to get through the doldrums of the season, it's 82 games. It's a grind. There'll be times when you're dead tired mentally, physically you're beat up. If that's the motivation you need, good. Because I, I think they they have enough talent right now to make a run. I think they did last year. And so it leaves you wanting more. And I think for a player, that's a good motivating factor. So as a fan, um, I've promised everyone that if we make it to the second round of the playoffs, I'm going to shave my head. And I'm, by the way, I'm, I'm inviting no. everyone else to do it. So I'm not involved. No, <laughs> no, I, I, I never said out. you guys did. Look I'm, at that luscious sound. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm saying there are people outside of this room who have agreed with me. Do you think that I will have a shaved head come May? What do you think the odds are? I think it's, I think it's more likely you will have a shaved head than you won't. But, okay. Are you really going to, are you really going to do this? I don't. Yeah, I am. Well, I'm 100%. I'm, I'm going on with PA tomorrow on nine to noon and, yes. I, and I'm oh. announcing it. I'm telling. I'm, I'm, I'm official. I'm inviting the wild fan can Jake base. Jake and I be the one who shaved your head. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, okay, there we and go. we should do it. We should Sweet. do it. We should do it in like St. Paul. Like yeah, we could do it. We should right do it outside of the yeah. stadium. Right oh. outside the yeah, barn. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Yep. that's great. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So no, I know. I know. Hairstyles too has all the stuff. So perfect. Because nice I, I don't. Yeah. I don't have the stuff. Things. You got a lot of. And I actually just got it cut today, so I'm already in midseason form, preparing myself for. Oh, there you go. All right, he's ready. Yep. So you're halfway there. How about this? How about each round? Round, one of you guys shaves your head, so you're round okay. one, no, no, okay. round two, round three, and then if they go all the way, yeah, we finally yeah, then out. we go to the that's like the Taj Mahal haircut, yeah, right there. because that's the creme de la creme. Yeah. Or we you can know. just take it a step further. We go eyebrows tattoo oh, on the scalp, yeah, Ooh, Stanley Cup champs tattoo. Won't your family be proud? Yeah, they will. It's like, <laughs> wait, you did this for a sports team? Yes, yes. I did. This is my yes. life. What if, uh, my they, life. if the Wild get past the first round, just get a tattoo immediately that says Minnesota Wild 2022, 2022 <laughs> yeah. champions? That'd be, that'd be balls. There's, a, da- there's a Dallas fan. Cowboys football fan who does that every year, and yeah. I've learned from them not to do the Ooh, tattoo thing. Ouch. Don't do the tattoo thing until it's over. Yeah. That's, it's over, that's, you that's, you that's my word of advice. That's good sound advice right <laughs> yeah. there. All you're doing is jinxing it. Right. That's all you're doing. Exactly. Don't do that. Please don't do that. Yeah. It's like if, if you have that much confidence, go to a sports book. Yeah, right? That's and a, bet a bet lot of money. Don't, Take the money you're going to get a tattoo with and bet that yeah, money on yeah, the team. Don't put it on your fucking leg. Way more productive. <laughs> Never understood I, that. I, I th- uh, if the if the Vikings start eight and one, someone needs to get a tattoo. Twenty twenty two Super Bowl. Champions. You are the guy to do it. By the way, you're the. I one would be the. No, I would. I would. No, I would. I would, no, I would do twenty twenty two Kirk yeah, Cousins yeah. MVP. You do it on the wrist. Yeah. Cam, do it on Cam, the you, wrist. you have a Playboy tattoo on your calf. Yeah. Why couldn't you get a yeah, 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 come yeah, Might as well just get a Super Bowl tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe across the back. Do hey, it. I bet at ninety eight. If we were in a time machine, we could go back. You guys weren't probably around, but. 98's team actually looked like the Vikings team in 98. Yeah. I could see people actually, because people had hotels, airline tickets. They had bought Super Bowl tickets. Like this team, I, I have never seen a team look more like the best team in their particular sport than that 98 Vikings team. And they were a 14 and a half point favorite 
in the NFC Championship, oh. and <laughs> it just slow. It was like a slow, mm. slow, painful death that day, um, like a paper cut that just wouldn't stop bleeding. And it, it ends up with Gary Anderson, who had made like 52 straight field goals, missing a moderately long field goal that would have given him a 10-point lead late. Falcons tied up, winning in overtime. That, to me, was the year you could have probably got a tattoo along with those hotels <laughs> yeah. and tickets, and it still didn't work. Uh, Sorry, I brought it up. Dan, Daniel Carlson's <laughs> on his way. He's got like 48 straight. Oh. But yeah, We but didn't the, need him. I but mean, God forbid we have an all-pro <laughs> yeah. kicker. We, we, we like it much more when there's a little more guessing game involved. Yeah, that it's pick. more fun that way. Oh, my God. Greg Greg feels more like Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, well, Greg Joseph has already missed a couple, so we're not, we don't have high expectations. Have you seen the, the Blair Wall? I still see him on social media. The purple Viking jersey and then the Walsh nameplate is over far to the, the left, left shoulder, yes. wide left. That is cold-hearted. Oh, that's, a, that's a good Jesus. bet. We saw we saw a Blair Walsh jersey at the State Fair. Yeah. We're like, who is this psychopath? I love it. Probably a Packer the Vikings fan, game, honestly. too, for sure. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that was, that and then was we, tough. And then we saw it the first game of the season, and we've seen a couple of these Vikings Aaron Rodgers jerseys, and it's people essentially like a tattoo, <gasps> literally thinking he they will. They jumped the gun on Rodgers he coming. Will, yeah. He will be here oh, no. in a couple he, years. He's going to follow Brett's suit yeah. and then steal Brett a bunch Favre. of money from yes. the state of Missouri. And Mississippi. Ooh, Vice versa, too. Yeah. I've seen a Packers Adam Dillon jerseys as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ro- Rogers has been said. It's been very public that Rogers wants Thielen like that. They're friends. Has really wanted like, and yeah. has wanted to 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 get Thielen for years. And obviously, the GM is never going. to. And I don't think happen. Thielen no. wants to leave either. No, no, no. It's it's, it's just he's home. Yeah. yeah, he's home. Yeah. He's going to yeah. save the rest of his life. Who wants to play with Aaron Rodgers? That guy seems like such a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, great quarterback. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. Well, he's not one of my guillotine rosters, yeah, right. but. I mean, I does not look like a guy I'd want to be my teammate. Well, yeah, look, right. well, look what he did to Adam's brain. He's corrupted him. He pushed over a, a, a hopeless photographer. And last that guy mm-hmm. didn't that guy file charges now? He oh, did. Come yeah, on. yeah. It's okay. it's bad. There was a lot of softness in the game. Yesterday. Neck injury that all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's oh, crap. Come on, bro. When you have hundred grand now, oh. when you have Devontae's money, you can't be pushing people down. Though. That's, that's true. Yeah, the moral true. You're of the story. Yeah. Got, you know, guys like me, I can push anybody I want because they can't get me. A yeah. guy like that, they can get pretty good. So yeah. you can't push Jake Middleton. No, well, no, I'm not yeah, don't do that. No. no, 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 no. I'm I'm smarter than that. Yeah. It's a, it's funny you brought up Aaron Rodgers being a d bag because the final segment to end the show today, we're actually going to be drafting the biggest d bags out there. I'll take him with the first pick overall. That's great. We, we can't pick them, but I want to ask, so you, you mentioned, and people, new listeners, if they don't know, you were a goalie for Burnsville High School. Go Blaze. Well, at the time, formerly the, known uh, as the Blaze. Formerly known we're as Burnsville the Braves. Braves yeah. Burnsville we were proud, Braves. Proud Braves in 1985. I can't say Blaze. It's tough to say, it's especially when the school name. damn near burned down in yeah. the 90s. Why would you name it well, after that? I don't know. And, and here's the deal. You know, we were so proud to have that crest on our letter jacket. Yeah. Um, we, we had the t-shirts. I mean, it was like a big deal when you were a, a Burnsville brave, like that mm-hmm. was awesome. And, um, you know, you lose something when you change the nickname. I get there are a lot of reasons yeah. we do it. Not my choice, not my place, but you know, there's a t-shirt that all of us have that are old enough. And I'm certainly in that category. Once a brave, always a brave. Right. So we're always going to be that group, a uh, special group of guys. And, you know, I mentioned my love of the North stars. My two loves growing up were the state tournament and the Minnesota North stars. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, my world revolved around that school was just a necessary evil so I could play hockey. I had to get the grades so I could play hockey, and everything revolved around if you got your homework done, you could watch the North Stars. If you got your homework done, you could go to the state tournament. So it all came back to who I am now. I mean, mm-hmm. the Rube I am now it was the same guy I was when I was just a kid. I was it. My days revolved around going to the rink and, and watching my favorite hockey team. 
nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. I you, played. Uh, we both went to Burns. We were talking to you before, and I played varsity hockey for them for 2013 and 2014. We all, it was really awesome because every single time at for sections, we'd have a banquet, and you'd always show up and give us. We go to that Italian restaurant right by the Buca, Burns. Yeah, yeah Buca yeah. De Peppo. It was yeah. Yanni that was coaching. Yeah, Yanni, 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 hockey. Yanni, Yanni. Boy, Yanni. he. Yanni. Tell you what. You guys had some nice teams, too. Yeah. My good buddy, Mike Luckcraft, was one of the coaches. Um, what year did Brock Besser, what was his big year with Burnsville? Both those years, 2013, 2014. I'm at Braemar Arena watching one of your playoff games. He was on the half wall for the power play, and he did not shoot the puck like a high school kid. I looked no. at the guy next to me, I'm like, look at this beast. Like, look at the velocity on this shot. It's funny how... Some guys just stand out. As good as our – and our high school hockey is so good. There are so many good players. But guys like Brock Besser stand out like a sore thumb. You mm-hmm. play with them. You you obviously know this, but that shot has always been elite, yeah, and it's carried over. Pro-level shot when he was a junior in high school. It's amazing. Yeah, it was unreal. Oh, what a talent. Do you still uh, suit up in the goalie gear? No, I haven't done that in decades. Not even oh, for no. men's league or anything. No, I, I'll get out and, and try to dangle. I think every yeah. goalie thinks they can dangle. I'm like not Flurry, Flurry can yeah. dangle. Yeah, Flurry actually so can. Goalies can. He's world class. But you know, I I help out with some buddies that coach. I know um, John Bazzacchini is going to coach uh, the Wyzetta girls team this year. I'll be helping out once a week with their goalies, so I get to dangle on them. But no, I, I you know what? I love going down to the pond once in a while, and, and you know, on a on a winter day when I, we've got a day off, and put the blades on, go out, and just fire the puck around. You know, it's it's a labor of love. I don't want to put the pads on anymore, though, because my equipment is so outdated. Like, the gear I wore, uh, Flurry and I were talking in the locker room last week comparing the gear I wore to the gear he wears. And Felino had shown him a picture because we did a thing last year on our broadcast. I'm like, you know, Flower, I'm like, I had deer hide in my pads. <laughs> if, if Once in a while, you get a hole in your pads, and when you're kind of pushing the snow around your crease, you're shoveling the deer hide. And the other thing is that the old pads back in the 80s and 90s would soak all that moisture up. So the pads were heavy when you started the game. They were twice yep. as heavy yeah. when you got done. <laughs> Look Damn, at that. Um, <laughs> so he was just fascinated by the gear oh, that we man. wore. And so that was kind of fun. Yeah, those old B jerseys, too. Those like, are awesome. I think we yeah. had those when we were in squirts, too. They kind of went back to those like classic B, Burnsville B jerseys. Right, when, when I squirts. was graduating, they went back to Yeah, They yeah. did bring them back. Yeah. I do remember when they brought them back. And I will say this. Our barn, you guys, where you played, where I played, it's one of the nicest yep. high school rinks yes. that I've ever seen anywhere. It's a beautiful, beautiful facility, and we were spoiled playing there. All, all they need is for the varsity teams to get their own locker rooms. It's so annoying that they don't. I don't know. Every other team does. Yes. Like, yeah. And I hate to say a Dinah, but Kurt Giles had me tour yeah, their room. Yeah. Oh, my heavens. It's nicer That's than it's like some a NHL facility. rooms. Yeah, yeah, it's unreal. They have the nameplates. Like, every number you know, around the locker room, if let's say you're wearing number seven, they've got the nameplates in that locker of all the guys before you that wore that number. Damn. That that builds that's tradition, nuts. man. That that's it's beautiful. Like, of course, Edina has that locker room. Burnsville needs that. Yeah. They got to get that done. Our hockey program right now, those on life support, we don't it have the numbers. Is. Maybe going. it'll turn around at some point because it's really a, it's a numbers game. Um, and I know because my parents still live in the same house I grew up in that they just don't have enough players to to try out. Like my Senior year, we had something like 158 people come out for hockey. Last year, they had 22 kids. Yeah. Well, you can't you can't build a varsity and JV program with 22 kids coming out for hockey. It does, the numbers don't work. So, yeah, it's a shame. It's it's tough to watch. I know Darby went through it. I've had this conversation with with Darbs about Richfield. Yeah, and Ooh. they were dominant when he was there, yep. and now they don't have the numbers. So 
the demographics change. Everybody's moved to Maple Grove and Lakeville. Prior um, Lake. Prior even. Lake's exploding now. Yeah. Shakopee's exploding. Um, so those programs are benefiting from having those numbers. Everybody gets a kick at the can, right? But uh, when it's your alma mater, it's always it's always a little tough to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough to see like uh, like Ridgefield not because they have like a, such a story tradition and like Brandon Steege mm-hmm. uh, go for and he ran the Steege Clinic, which yep. was always fucking Clinic nuts. Darby, yep. Um, but <laughs> like it, it's weird to like that they like they they had such a storied hockey tradition. It's weird and another great barn, right? Yeah. Ridgefield was an awesome rink with yeah. the horseshoe yeah. seating. Yeah, great barn to watch a game in. And they still play, they're still open for the Minnesota Magicians, I think. And I think and, and Holy Angels, Angels plays yeah. there too, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm so, not yeah. gonna lie that the tough thing is that's just sports in general right now. Yeah. Youth sports because there's video games and stuff. There's so much more stuff that kids can do. I'm so like, happy yeah. I didn't have that distraction. Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, Pong that, was as far as it went when I started playing. So. That's that's like golf too. Like the 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 numbers in junior golf are just significantly going down because kids aren't kids aren't mm-hmm. golfing. So like I'm not surprised when you hear about it in hockey and baseball. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't have as many kids coming out because. Kids just aren't growing up playing yeah, sports. Yeah, and these cities are like they're they're changing not only like demographics, but like in Burnsville, like it was you know twenty, thirty, forty years ago it was a newer you know you know you know housing and everything development and everything, and then the kids are moving out and it's just yeah. turning an older towns. So it was like South St. Paul, where my dad grew up and where Cam went. Like they were a powerhouse thirty, forty, fifty yeah. years ago. And then now it's just, you know, people like my grandparents that are still there. And, you know, I think open enrollment changed everything yeah. for Minnesota high school hockey. I it mean, didn't help. When, yeah. I was, uh, when I was at Squirts and Peewees, Lakeville did not have a program. How I mean, they're not a good program, yeah. right? They were always way worse than us. However, my senior year, they're competing yeah. in the state tournament and winning the state tournament. That happened from open it enrollment. Yeah. yeah, it flipped. It did for sure. Yeah, you talk about South St. Paul and another classic high school hockey barn. I have vivid memories when Phil Housley was playing high school hockey. I was still a youngster. So we would go to those games, and you had to go for the JV game because if you got, let's say it was a 5 o'clock JV game and a 7 o'clock varsity game on a Thursday. If you got there at 7 o'clock, back then the fire marshal literally was there, and he would block the front door. They were at capacity. You couldn't get in. That's crazy. So you had to get there at 5 o'clock, stand in a line for an hour, get in there somewhere during the JV game just to get a seat because Phil Housley was Kirill Kaprizov. Like, everybody knew, mm-hmm. like, this was the next big thing. He went straight from playing at South St. Paul to the National Hockey League. And he didn't go, like, and he went to the power play and to the penalty kill and to playing 25 to 30 minutes a night straight from high school. I can't even mm. fathom it, but he was uh, he was an unbelievably gifted player. And, and so they'd play him. Basically, if, if the game back then was 15-minute periods, and the game was 45 minutes, he played 40 minutes. Like, he would come off when he got tired, but he'd play a couple shifts at D, one shift at forward, sit out a shift, and then the whole cycle would start again. They just needed him on the ice because he was unstoppable. Oh, wow. it's fun to watch. That's crazy. Yeah, that that's such a storied arena, but I might it might be a little cursed for me because remember I was on your team and I broke my uh oh, your broke my pinky yeah. on a stupid shootout at the end of practice. No way. I think I went over and I, I slammed my glove and there was a little maybe hole in my glove or equipment and it hit the ice really hard and I think, didn't think anything of it. And the next day, it was still in pain. Went to uh, went to the doctor. X rays had a boxer's fracture. No they way. They said it was as if I was uh, boxing, and I just put so that on my pinky right it here. Just right. Yeah, just right. And then I'm like, that was one of my first times playing at. Well, at the time it was Wakota. Now it's Doug Woog, and it was just brutal. Yeah. But but I've since played there a couple times, and I I've made you didn't amends. Didn't get hurt the next the curse, time. Yeah, the I made a lifted. I made a lifted that curse. Yes. Yeah. It's, so it's over. Phil Housley is now with me. There you go. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> 
Well, uh, Kevin, this has been a blast. Uh, Love doing this, guys. Yeah, before we let you go, we got to do the rapid fire again. All I don't right. know if you remember that. I we, do remember changed it. up some of the questions. Yeah. 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 They should yeah, be changed yeah, up. Yeah. Okay. I, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reaffirming, Jake, that we've changed up the questions. Um, all right. You're on a deserted island for the rest of your life, and you can only watch one movie the rest of your time there. What is it? Miracle. Great. Great yes, answer. Great. Yes. Got to be Miracle. Uh, what's a first world problem bugging you at the moment? <laughs> Uh, traffic because we got so spoiled during COVID. We didn't have traffic, and I hate traffic. Oh yeah, it is such a waste of life just sitting oh, sitting in your vehicle. It. You can be doing the most enjoyable thing in your vehicle, like listening to your favorite podcast. Still, it's still. I, I have just, to move. Yeah, it's too long. It's too boring. If it's too long, it's yeah. just brutal. I think yeah. the average American is going to spend more than one year of their life at stoplights. Which is yeah. which is bananas. Especially too. if you live but in like that. L.A. Can you imagine? I couldn't or, live there. Or, I, no. I could not New live York there. Imagine City, living Chicago. by County Road 42 in Savage in Burnsville. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> County Road 42 is worse for a while. Oh. Uh, if you had a walkout song, what would it be? Oh, don't stop believing, Journey. Old school, overplayed probably, but it's my very favorite. Yeah. Do you prefer Mayo or Miracle Whip? Oh, Miracle Whip for sure. Okay. Least favorite sport? I'm going to piss people off here. Soccer. Oh, that's, oh. No, that's a fair answer. That's a like more common fair. answer. Yeah. Or it's, a, it's football. Yeah, whatever you call it. It's, and again, I respect the hell out of it. Those athletes are unbelievable. And I watched the show you referenced earlier that is kind of a soccer show. I just can't do it. Yeah. We, well, it. you know what's weird about like the World Cup coming up? Did you guys see that they put out a commercial where like Tom Brady is watching it? Oh, yeah. And oh. it's like there's a Christmas tree behind him and he's like alone. It's almost like it was like <laughs> foreshadowing that like Tom Brady's going to spend Christmas by himself. Oh. It was the most, it's the most, it's a World Cup commercial. The second I start feeling bad for Tom Brady, I know. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Okay? No. That guy is the GOAT. Right. He is a gorgeous human being and he's got more money than. 18 of his families could ever spend. He'll get over it. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, find okay. another he'll be fine. But next time you see that commercial, you'll think of it. I'll yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, what is the craziest thing on your bucket list? Craziest thing on my bucket list. Oof. God, that's a tough question. I'm going to say, cause I'm afraid of heights. Um, jumping out of an airplane yep. and trusting that that guy is going to pull that ripcord at the right time. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm going to do it at some point. I've, I'm petrified getting on a ladder, uh, but I will I will try it once before I die. Okay, yeah, okay, I like okay. That one, yeah. Like I'm shaving have my you guys, head. Have you're... you guys done it? No, but I that's haven't. something I definitely want to do. I've got friends that have done it and they swear by it, but I mean, literally, you have no idea how afraid of heights I am. So I I'll probably have to be severely medicated. Maybe I'll borrow some of that bush. <laughs> yeah, light. yeah. Take take some of that bush light or the uh, Golden Light, the official beer of the Minnesota Wild. Yes, Pro- yes. Product, product placement, cover up the logo. Cover up bush light. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich in your opinion? No, but it's damn good. It yeah. is damn it good. Is. I love a hot dog. I love yeah. a brat. All yeah. that stuff. Who's one person you would hang out with, dead or alive, if you had the opportunity? <sighs> wow, it's a tough one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Gump Worsley. I, I I just I've always been fascinated with the Gumper to play that position, and I got hit in the head a lot. You guys, I mean, maybe without it goes without helmet. saying. <laughs> the guy played without a, a helmet or a mask. Yeah. I I would love to old to school. spend a day with Gump. So yeah. I'm an old goalie guy. I got to go with the Gumper. It's a genuine hockey guy right yeah. there. Yeah, no doubt. Balls of steel. Like the final guys, one, yeah. especially as a baseball uh, guy. We missed one. Uh, favorite fast food place. Oh yeah, were we gonna? Yeah, sorry. Good call, Jake. Yeah. Thanks for holding me accountable. Okay, sorry. rapid fire. It's got to be Canes for me. Yes. It's got to be yeah. Canes. 
especially as a South Metro guy, yeah. because yeah. we 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 they're have, everywhere now. Yeah, <laughs> but even like up here, I lived in Apple Valley for three years before moving here. That's the best one. That's right. the goat and of all the games. Was, wasn't that the first one that came to Minnesota? It was too? Yeah. first one I ever went yeah. to. And I I we we have one in Maple Grove, but it's kind of a trek, so I don't really eat canes anymore, and it's it's kind of upsetting. Oh, it's so good. Dude, it's tr- okay. We need to get back. The to trick canes. is to order pickup on DoorDash, and then you don't have right. to wait. You don't have to wait. I've line. heard those. There's no line. Yeah. I was gonna say, but I've heard the line down there is not as been as bad lately. Yeah, got some insight. The key is going to ten forty five before the lunch rush. Honestly, I don't, I'm not wow. a big breakfast guy, so yeah. I'll go at 1045. I drive from Minnetonka, where I live now, to Maple Grove, and I get there early, and I just I have K-Fan on, and off I go. I love it. So, yeah, hey, canes for breakfast, eating the chicken, you know, oh. eating it like you could eat, you know, I think it's better than probably Wendy's bre- breakfast. So. It's the best. Here's the question. Yeah. Do you like the coleslaw, or do you swap it out for the extra toast? I get the coleslaw, because I'm a big coleslaw guy, but you yeah. have to get the toast, and yeah. I respect those that hold the coleslaw and get the second piece of toast, because they're... Their Texas toast is Money. best in show. I was going to say, like, you guys always rip on me for getting coleslaw. Like, I, I love coleslaw, but I respect you all your all decisions on that because the coleslaw is That's not fine. the best. Anyone who falls under the Canes umbrella is family. It's, it's, not the best it's like coleslaw. Olive Garden. It's not the best coleslaw. <laughs> when you're here, you're family. People forget Olive Garden exists. Uh, the final one. Thank you, Jake, for reminding me. The final one is uh, give us your strike three call. Steve Rock three, you're out of here. Nice. That's you like, you instantly yes. did. You got to do the thing too. You got to do the thing. Oh, yeah. with the, thing the chainsaw thing. Yeah, that was like I used old to um, school. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So you were you were Stag. already prepared. I love yeah. it. Love I, that. I love that question. That was good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kevin, thanks so much, man, for coming here, coming to the house. You know, we we love what you do. We we love. I finally got to be here. I've yeah. been on Zoom for a couple years, but this, I'm jealous. I want to. <laughs> you saw the movie Hot Tub Time Machine. The yeah. guy goes. Back. I want to go back. Be twenty something hang out with you guys and live in this house. I'm a sports junkie. I like to gamble. I like to eat bad food and watch sports. That's, this house just, is bad. built for me. You've described our lives. Oh, this, I'm yeah. so to jealous. Well done, boys. Thank well you. done. I can't wait Thank to come you, back. Sir. Thank you so much. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, guys, 10,000 Takes here. We're at the XL Energy Center. You know, people always tell us, it's so cool that Bill Guerin came to your guys' house and came on your podcast. It's a bit. And because we represent you, the fans, we want to do something special. So we're working with the Minnesota Wild to allow you to meet Bill Guerin. So Minnesota Wild fans, we got him. What's up, boys? What's going on? So listen, if, if you guys want to come down, meet me, meet these guys, hang out before the game on October 17th. I'm willing to answer all your questions. Uh, what are we doing? Just clicking the link? Yeah, in the description. Yeah, click, click the, link. the link. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Yeah, tell your friends. Tell your family, and we'll see you on the seventeenth. All right, folks, welcome back to It's a Bit, presented by Ten Thousand Takes. That was a great interview with Gorg. Honestly, like one of the best guests to always have. You know, he he understands our humor. He's a big wild guy like us. Um, he's so knowledgeable yet can be so fun and, uh, he, he loves, he loves the bit. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can expect Gorg to be on actually more often. Yeah. Uh, maybe even if it's just for a half hour on zoom in the middle of the season, uh, you know, he's got the insight and he's a Minnesota guy through and through born and raised on Burnsville, played high school hockey, Burnsville, won a, you know, high school state championship with Burnsville and then played for St. Thomas. So, uh, super glad that we could have him on. But as we mentioned in the interview, the final segment is the douchebag draft. Uh, we originally did this back when we were on the fan plus for it's a bit radio. And, uh, it was a little more censored because obviously we were on the radio dealing with the SEC, we're FCC. FCC, not not the Securities and Exchange Commission. <laughs> Slightly We're different. not rich enough to have them crawling up our asses. But uh, 
Let's get into the draft. So it's a, a traditional snake. No, not snake draft. We do one, two, three, mm-hmm. one, two, three, one, yes. two, three. We're only going to do three rounds. Traditional draft. Uh, and Jake will be our draft uh, sound effects guy. I don't even know what yes, the word is. Yes, sound effects bit, and I decide the, the lineup. MC. Yeah, so this by the way. the smallest amount of power you let to get to his <laughs> yes, head. I, I haven't gotten the first guilt. pick in a long time, but uh, I'm not going to complain about it. So I'll just leave it to you. Dean, 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 with the first overall pick in the biggest douchebag draft of 2022, producer camp selects. This one needs no explanation. Jake Bringold. Oh, okay. I, I expected myself to be in this draft. I just think I was You're first going overall. One, one. Okay, first I love overall, it. The biggest douche I know. Okay, the, probably <laughs> probably the. Okay. the biggest, I mean, I'm, I'm flattered. The biggest I I douche on this draft. list, but the one that I like the most. Okay, so, so you know, a little sad, heart bitter but sweet. But you're oh, a douche no, you. for sure. I've, I've been told <laughs> but, that since I was a kid. Fuck you, dude. Yeah, yeah. fuck off. And I'm, since I spit on that kid in first grade, it's uh, it's been it's been happening. And I'm so since. not excited to be your roommate. And, oh, so fuck you. And just so everyone knows, Jake's been a douchebag <laughs> yes. even before the 10K days. I still oh, remember yeah. uh, <laughs> once in high school lunch. You know, you'd leave like you'd everyone get lunch together, and then they would leave to go get like little <laughs> a la carte things at the end. Well, everyone, the whole table, would go at the same time. One day I get up, I'm like, hey guys, should we go? Uh, should we go get some a la carte? And everyone's like, no, nah, I'm good today. So I go get it myself. I come back, and of course it's Jake leading the group. Okay, guys, let's go get some food. And, and you're all, left alone at the table. All of them stand up and just fucking get a la carte. And it's like, okay, fuck you. I didn't sit at the lunch table for like a week. I'm and pretty then, sure if I went to high school with you, I would have been suspended because from fighting you. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then I would have been like, but you were at Burnsville. You. There was way worse kids than me. Like, oh, I would hold test for that. I mean, Jake, Jake riled me up so much once I punched him in the arm like extremely hard in the middle of school. And you know what? Yeah. That was actually because I, I took your uh, I took your book cover, even though you kept taking it from me, but I took it once from you and then you punched me. <laughs> I lost it. Like, but although. But in that around that same time when we were like started like playing music and stuff, I remember like me and our, our buddy Aiden, like the dude for sure guy, uh, who smokes a lot of you know the shit. Uh, we learned a song. Jake, no one knows who that is. Um, <laughs> you, you, dude, you, you Aiden's actually been on one show back in the day, Minnesota Rundown with Meat Sauce. No, no, no. Oh, he that. was producing. And, and then he came right. on for the last segment. He was high as fuck. I'm, I'm just saying you have to explain it a little better than he's that one a- dude Aiden, who says, "Dude, for sure." Dude. <laughs> it's like that. Well, that because, makes no, no one always, knows who that is. I always say, "Dude, for sure." So Aiden is a kid that me and Zane have known for a long time, and we played music with him. And we at one point, uh, we, me and Aiden, I think, learned a song. And then Zane, you came over and, and and we're like, hey, let's play this song. And you're like, I don't know it. And I'm like, oh, two thirds, two thirds. Yeah, two, two thirds of us know it. And yeah, they started being assholes. I just kept saying 66% the whole night. And it was just like, yeah, being a dick. All right. As I normally do. All right. <laughs> ding, ding, do, 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 ding, do. With the second overall pick in the douchebag draft of 2022 boss man selects. Oh, I got Adolf Hitler. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. um, ca- oh, shit. Kind Dude, of that, a- that changes the whole outcome for all my picks. No one else is going to be nearly the douche. He was kind Damn of, it. kind of a first round lock. Um, they I'm s- in the first round with Adolf Hitler. <laughs> they say, they say in, in your late twenties, Donnie told me this last night. He said in your late twenties, you either get into meats or world war two. And I've been getting into world war two a lot. And uh, everyone knows Hitler was an awful guy, but the deeper you go into World War II and the way you learn he treated his own people and his own like generals and commanders and soldiers, all time bad dudes. So uh, that was I, I. There's no one worse than him ever. So um, I have Hitler. 
I you know, you, you know, the, the more I hear about this Hitler guy, you know, the least I like him, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, you say that in a funny way, but, like, it's true. Like, there's it just more, gets worse. You think you, you think you know every awful thing he did, and then you learn more. I've been watching all the documentaries lately. I also am into meats, smoking meats, just like uh, what Donnie said. It's one or the other, but right now it's been World War II. Uh, and, yeah, Hitler, all-time bad dude. So. Yep, agreed. Deny nothing. <laughs> Jesus. The the Nathan for you bit. Right. Oh, yeah. Summit Ice. Summit Ice, which goes to like Holocaust awareness in Vancouver. Right. So all profits. Yep. All right. Ding, 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 ding. With the third overall pick in the biggest douchebag draft, Wag selects. I'm going to go with Brett Favre. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. you know, uh, he, he did a lot. He did a few good things for the state of Minnesota, did a lot of bad things to the state of Minnesota. But if you're a multimillionaire and you're scamming one of the poorest states in the fucking country, you're a piece of shit. So Brett Favre has my number one pick for the D-Bags draft. Brett Favre. I actually had, Favre. Him, on, I had him on my list as well. There we go. Great, great minds. Dick picks and scamming the state. Not a good guy. <laughs> Remember, picks. didn't uh, when he played for the Jets, wasn't he on the fucking cover of Madden? He was. And, yeah. yeah he was, so actually, though, yeah, I was gonna say there was a version where you could get him on the cover of the, with the Jets, and there was another version of him with the Packers. So think, yeah, it was a weird situation. I think the OG I was. I think the if Packers. I'm, yeah, I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but I think that was the year that like PlayStation came out the PS3, and then Xbox came out the 360. So if you had the like newer version, it was the Jets uniform, but if you had the older, it was the Packers. That also I been. I think that, that's right. That might have been the sure. first version of the game you could get on the Wii as well. And I remember the Wii version had him as Jets on it because I had a friend yeah. who had it, and it was weird, like throwing the ball on the Wii. Dude, the Wii mm-hmm. Madden games were fucking atrocious. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was so no. fun though. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, Madden on Nintendo DS was a disaster. <laughs> yeah, because you couldn't you couldn't run. In a in like you had to use the control that was either left, yeah. right, back, or so not very dynamic offense with that. I'll occasionally play football on this VR headset I have, and the, don't get me wrong, the graphics aren't that great. But to like have a bunch of big ass offensive linemen right in front of you and to actually try to read a defense and come up with a play, it's actually a lot. I was of fun. Movements, say, did sir. you buy that game? That's like the actual NFL teams. It's like uh, so twenty eight dollars. There's a, there's another one that's actually like better physics. It's, oh really? Yeah, so that's the one I do. It's called like Hot Shot VR football. Okay. I don't even know what it's called, but it's uh. Yeah, I prefer that one. So that's what I've been doing. But uh, I know what I do like about the NFL one is that you can actually play with players right. like that, where that with their likeness and whatnot. Yep. All right. Ding 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 ding. With the fourth overall pick in the biggest douchebags draft, I myself, JJ, select Chad Kroger, <laughs> Nickelback singer. I think he was on. Probably he's going to continue continually be on this list. Fucking asshole. Fucking dick recycles his shit and he yells at people he, he literally shows up to charity concerts should, demand payments demands payments and if they were streaming it for free he demanded it to be shut down he told like a bunch of people to fuck off on stage in a show in spain and left the stage so i he might be a dick but are you one of those mainstream people that's too scared to admit that nickelback's actually good I've never been a fan of Nickelback, even before like the fad with hate Nickelback. I but just never wrong. liked their. You, you respect. Uh, I do. I do Chad's like talent as a singer. Yeah, so I think he has a very good voice, and like the, this is how you remind me is a good song. But I never just got into that style of music. Like I never actually been a huge Creed fan. I just like that kind of music, just for the sense of everybody gets you know. Love Scott Stapp and the uh, you know the camaraderie behind Kirk Cousins. The, love Scott Stapp. Well, um, wide open. <laughs> it's a good bit though. You know, it's yeah. a great bit. But no, Chad Kroger is, what, is on my list. Didn't Sammy Adams tell us a funny story with him? Yeah, he apparently was like helping like write an album with him and like uh, Avril Lavigne, Lavigne like ten years ago, and they were just yelling at him. <laughs> and he, he's like, "Hey, do you want me to go?" And they just like 
told him like fuck off and he's like okay yeah. <laughs> like, so yeah, they, they pointed at him and said you shut the fuck up and he's like yeah. copy that and copy because <laughs> then, then you show up drunk and was just being an asshole something like yeah, that yeah they're Kro- both he said kroger and levine both brought their own bottles of vodka oh jeez oh, that's vodka. one way to record yeah. Yeah. okay got to get lit somehow yep got to get up there all right ding ding do 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 ding do with the fifth overall pick in the biggest douchebags draft producer cam selects r kelly Okay. Great pick. He's just a fucking horrible person. I'm above R. Kelly. Wow. Yeah. I'm I'm You're I, worse I'm, than R. Kelly. I'm I'm uh I'm <laughs> Well, I'm R. Kelly has no impact on Cam's life. Oh True. you do. Oh you torment him almost daily. But didn't R. Kelly like like sexually assault a bunch of women? <laughs> well yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's, that's why he's on that's the list. Up. But you are above him. I'm worse than that? Okay. Yeah. I'm flattered. <laughs> You're flattered. Nothing to be flattered. I don't think no. that's a good thing. Dean, 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 With the sixth overall pick in the biggest douchebags draft, Bossman selects. This is a reoccurring pick as well for me, but Bryson DeChambeau. Mm-hmm. I've tried to give him a chance. So in his later days at PGA, he he went on some podcasts and was like, "I'm trying to show my personality more. People just see this." kind of like uptight, like nerd golf guy. And I'm actually a fun guy. And he had some, he had some good showings. I know he went on like the full send podcast with the Nelk boys. And that was a good one to watch. And he said he was going to do more fun content on his Instagram and stuff. And, you know, he joined live golf and that was what it was. But then when he just played the victim to that rope, he lost all of the respect I had gained for him over that period of time. And uh, it's it is all since been gone. If you haven't seen the video, I think we talked about it last week as well. But he basically is trying to go under a rope, and it hits him in the eye, and he like falls to the ground like he had just been taken, you know, had a punch taken by Mike Tyson, and he like lays there, and and someone goes, "Are you okay?" And he's like, "No, no." It's like Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> yeah. and then he's like, "Guys, what the fuck?" Yeah. And then the his caddy tries to give him a towel, and he like rips it out of his hand, yanks it. And then he follows it up, and then everyone's obviously shitting on him about mm-hmm. it. And he yeah. he follows it up by trying to make a joke about, like it. where he goes under the rope and everyone loses it, like pump, like all excited, and it it made it worse. Just not a good look for golf. So, um, I would say before the rope incident, Bryson would not have made the cut, but since the rope incident, he is back on the list, number two. You just made the list. Yep, I was yes. waiting for that. I'm oh, surprised it's, it's going to happen. Long. Yeah. Doon doon doo 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 with the seventh overall pick in the biggest douchebag draft, Wag selects. Uh, let's go with Jeffrey Dahmer. He was, okay, on, okay. was on my list as well. It, it, it's one that Bryson was actually going to be my pick before that. It's one thing to be a horrible serial murderer. It's another thing to like eat your victims and to drink their blood and do horrible shit with the stuff afterwards. Uh, yeah, it's no explanations even fucking needed. It's kind douchebag. Also, I, 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 I've been seeing that it's a trend that people are dressing their kids up like Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. What Come, the, don't, not, don't, good. don't do that. That's no. not a good thing. Let's let, let's uh, let's not. Do that. These Netflix shows are great, but like people start to believe that they were a good guy just because they're part of the show, and then yeah. they like like obsess over him. Like I know his glasses just sold for like three hundred k or something on, on an auction site. So, every t- anytime this, these movies come out, it was the same with uh, Ted Bundy when like mm-hmm. the Zac Efron movie came out. Like everyone was obsessing over them, but like not in a bad way, more of like they're, a, this is an intriguing person. They're, they're glamorizing bad dude, serial killers. Yeah. I swear to God, if we see like, not even kids, if we see people out and about on Halloween night, like, yeah, what are you for Halloween? Jeffrey Dahmer. That's fucked up. Go yeah. to jail. Like <laughs> you might need to just check yourself into the 
go to the police station down the road. And, yeah. and just they be they done sexualize tonight. him so much. Jeffrey Dahmer, there's they they sexualize like uh like the actor who played him so much. Evan they, Peters. They had fucking Zac Efron play Ted Bundy, yeah. right? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just up. makes it worse. And it's like really, I, I totally get if they're coming out with this stuff to almost like educate you on this stuff and like know if it's gonna happen in real life or whatever. Like that these people are fucked up, and no, that people are almost looking at it as like a positive influence. Yeah, and it's scary. Yep. Not good. All right. Ding, 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 ding. With the eighth overall pick in the biggest douchebag draft of 2022, I myself, JJ Select, Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Broncos country, let's ride. And then we heard stories from, I forgot who was mentioning it. Oh, no, I think I saw it. Uh, some analyst was saying that, the, you know, he's at some NFL awards last spring and he walks in with Ciara, his wife. And yeah. everyone else was was coming up to him, Aaron Rodgers, even Tom Brady, and we're just saying hi. And he like walk, he comes in there, and it was like in the evening at night. He comes in with fucking shades, and they pretty much put a hand up to like everybody, like don't talk to me, like bro, you are not at that level. Even if you were an elite quarterback, you are not a better human being. I don't think there's any not human fucking god. There's no human beings on that level. No, no. I think it was uh, Kyle Brandt from like Good Morning Football. Yeah, that did exactly. That. And he ripped him to shreds, yeah, and it was good. the most perfect thing that, I've ever. The seen. guy who said Kirk Cousins is going to win MVP. Yeah, so shout dude. out to him. Great guy. But no, he, like, and and like, I know you're taking his word for it, but I totally believe it. And the way he's, be, you know, been, you know, going back from the Broncos country, let's ride, of course. But then walking out in training camp as if like fans were at the gate, and he's like putting his hands up. And then before <laughs> the first game, where he's like has his eyes closed, he's wearing headphones, and like he thinks he's like this like spiritual god guy. Like it's it's literally him, God, and the rest of humanity. And that's just not how it works. No, it, you it don't just, have enough Super Bowls to say that. No, if Tom said that, people would be like, "Okay, well, you're Super the Bowls. only guy who's done that, so you might be right." Yeah, but like for Russ, it's like, dude, compared to the rest of the group of people who won Super Bowls, you ain't shit. Russell well, Wilson. And the thing with Russ, though, too, is he actually seems like himself is probably genuinely a good yeah. person. It's his act that he's continuously yeah. trying he's to do. This act the subway be, commercial, yeah. dangerous. It's dangerous. Like, I, I, the bit where I'm like pretending to be yeah, a hostage. That was my favorite. <laughs> with that, tape over your mouth. Yeah. yeah, the clown. It's like totally fitting for that, honestly. Yeah, All right. He might be a serial killer, too, while we're talking about he might Jeffrey be, Dahmer. He might be the Zodiac killer. All right. Ding, ding, do, 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 ding, do. With the ninth overall pick in the biggest douchebags draft of 2022, producer Camp Selects. Uh, this guy is a douchebag, not as big as R. Kelly and Jake, okay. um, but Kevin Gord, Gorg. Uh, I thought you were going to say Jesus, not Gord. him. He Kevin mentioned Gord. him earlier. It's Norm Green. Okay. He took uh, yeah, hockey right. out of the state of hockey. That's a good yes. one. Kevin Gord would have appreciated that pick. Yes. Yeah, true. Called him a jackass on yeah. the air. His only slip-up. I think my, that's uh, good value for the third round, too. That might is. be the steal of the draft. My it grandpa, my, he loves telling me the story. He's probably told, told it to me a hundred times. It was one of the last ever games the North Stars had at home. And uh, a fan went up to Norm Green, who was sitting, obviously, uh, apparently he wasn't sitting in owner's box or anything. He was kind of sitting like near fans or just walking through. And someone went up right behind him and dumped a whole beer Good. on him. Good. 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 That's ballsy to sit by fans. By yeah, it, it, especially when you're moving the team. Yeah. To Texas. Gross. From Minnesota. And then they, then like what, like a few years later, two or three years later, they win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. yeah. Pathetic. And then they still have our right. He sold. He didn't just sell the team. He sold the naming rights and everything. Yeah. You at least sell just the team and stuff. But. Let us keep the naming rights, but holy shit. Let us shit. have the history. Come on. Piece That's ridiculous. Shit. Sold the history and everything. What an ass. What right. an ass. <laughs> All right. Dun, 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 dun. With the 10th overall pick and the biggest douchebag draft, Bossman selects. Evander Kane. Yep. Hell Great yeah. One. I can't believe I didn't. Bad dude. Him. Overall, yep. bad dude. I don't even need to go into everything he's done. Bad dude. All the I... way, the, the Hartman thing was the most personal for us. Mm-hmm. Just 
whatever he did or said to make Hartman flip him off in front of the entire arena. But Evander Kane, just from the domestic issues he's had and bankruptcy, the, the way he flaunts his money and then goes bankrupt, he's just you can tell his teammates can't stand him. Like they don't, they they can't show that they hate him. But there's no way anyone actually likes that guy. His ex-wife gave what like three hundred dollars to Hartman's like benefit that he didn't even ask for for the children's Minnesota because she hates him so much. Like that should say enough. This is someone who agreed to to marry him who is giving her money away just to say, fuck this guy. That shows that there's things we don't even know about. I think uh, Evander Kane, he, like over the summer, I think he went with Ian Cole and a bunch of other people. And it might not even be Ian Cole. It's someone who has been accused of some bad shit. And uh, so so um, Kane cropped him out of all the pictures. And like the number one reply under the pictures was, imagine how big of a piece of shit you need to be for Evander Kane to crop you out of a photo. Right, because <laughs> Evander Kane can, can be the only piece of shit. He's not going to let anyone share the spotlight. One of my favorite pictures is uh, when he played for the Jets and uh, he's walking past um, Dustin and Bufflin in the locker room and he's like hey trying to say hey great job and it's just Dustin Bufflin not even acknowledging him and flicking him off it's just a great photo <laughs> it just shows like like I said we only know the most the most like popular stories like there's clearly more that this guy's done for other people to hate him who work with him and who have been married to him as someone who's done a lot of research on him and has wrote numerous blogs about him I can't believe I forgot he is a yeah. horrible person mm, like yeah. if you do actual like bad guy. deep research you can find some of that shit that you were talking about it's insane mm-hmm. He's a horrible person. Asshole. And that's why, therefore, he's on this list. He is on the list. You just made the list. All right. <laughs> Didn't want to do it super loud because I feel like it's been overdone. All right. Ding, ding, do, 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 ding, do. With the 11th overall pick in the biggest douchebag draft, Wig selects. This person, um, out of everyone, has won the biggest douchebag for 2022, and that's Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> <laughs> everything that he's been doing this year is a joke. Uh, what? He, uh, Tom Brady, who went on a limb to get him not only to the Patriots, but also to Tampa Bay. Um, he's been shitting on Tom Brady left and right. When the news came out that Tom Brady divorced his wife or they're going through a divorce, didn't uh, AB posted a picture of her and him hugging at the Super Bowl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not only that, what he's going around, he's shoving his ass in women's faces, mm-hmm. he's jerking off in pools. Jack is right, he does have quite a hog on him. Yeah. What? He's the douchebag of 2022. Yes, yeah. he is. That that move at the hotel was just bananas. That that is just CTE wrapped up. And oh, just did you I'm see just, what he tweeted today? I did not. No, what did he say today? I, gosh, I, I don't. I don't even want to know. I don't know if I want to. Oh we need to gosh. lock this man from yeah. society because he's got. Way, him he's, he still has way too much influence to be allowed in that. Him and Kanye need to both be done. Yeah, send him to Mars with uh, with oh, Elon. My Lord, what did he say? Oh, that's not good. I'm not going to read this out loud. Or oh, he actually posted that? It's, yes. Well, we'll say it's it's a meme, wow. it's a meme yeah. that uses the R word with Cardinals. What's yes. the caption? It it says um uh starting my team or starting my own team sign up. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> at this point, image. dude, he's like so someone said he got paid like 150k by a record label cuz he's a rapper now. He's the worst musician he's, of all. Time. Right, he's really bad. He's got to be desperate for money at some point cuz mm-hmm. we know he wasn't a big investor no. back when he was playing and like at this point I think he's just doing this crazy shit for attention to try to get something out yeah, of get more his money influence it. because no one wants to pay this guy anything or be associated with him at all. So he's doing this shit to, for attention. But exactly. Jack, on October 10th, he just tweeted business booming. It's like, what business? Like <laughs> jerking off in <laughs> Dubai? Like he's one of those guys that just is, I'm an entrepreneur right. now. Just, so, be, just because I have 2 million followers yeah. on Twitter from football, now I'm like a rich, I'm like an entrepreneur guy. It's like, no, you're not. 
business booming. Okay, therefore he said it on Twitter. His business is booming and he's doing well. Congratulations, yeah. baby. Yep. If, it, if it's on Twitter, baby. it's true. So. Yes, it is. Uh, everything's true on social media. All right. Ding, 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 ding. With the final pick of this year's biggest douchebag draft, I myself, JJ, select our very own Eli Pierce. <laughs> Hell yeah. There we go. Status quo. You know, and you know what? Maybe he'll. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm bringing up his podcast. He's part of our State of School podcast, the Vikings podcast, with the whole crew. They do a very good job. But Eli is probably one of the biggest. He's a top three douchebag in my book. <laughs> uh, he's the guy where if he'll get free upper level tickets to even wild games or any sporting event, won't sit there. Yeah, we'll pay. We'll pay three or four hundred dollars to Must sit lower sit level. Lower level. Must sit lower level. The guy doesn't respond to you. He freaks out, or if you don't respond to him. Uh, if you use your uh, his name in a text. Um, he freaks out, um, and uh, also he thinks that we we're ho- we're hounding all this money from him um, at 10k. Um, 10k media He's threatened to quit a million times um, if he doesn't get more uh, fame. He gets pissed when we get recognized in public, and he he says that we all just wanna we're posers or we we're big timing him all the time or whatever. I got a text from him last week, and he was like, "So I'm the only person you guys have not had on It's a Bit." Yep. I, I was like, what are you talking? Talking about that's not true. So at all. Uh, we mentioned earlier in the show, there's like seven million billion people on planet Earth, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we haven't had ninety nine percent of the world on the show. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the world. We could we could have the city of L A on the show, and we would still only have less than ninety five percent of the population that hasn't been on the show. And that that math is probably horribly wrong. Like it, it it's not. You're not the only person. Well, let me read this quick text conversation I had with him tonight, the night we're recording this about studio availability tomorrow, Wednesday. He writes, is it available tomorrow around five tomorrow? Question mark. Or when do when do, and this is when we were as we we're recording stuff with Kevin Gorig and stuff. So I couldn't have responded. He sends another message. Or when do the has record another message? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Then he sends another one. Don't we have two studios? Question mark. Dumbass. I need an answer. We're going to record Jesus. at five tomorrow. Ne- next, then the next uh, message. Understand in all caps, question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Then he sends another message. So maybe ask if Gage and them can record a little later since you never fucking sent me the studio availability. Oh, my Good God. That, and, and he's, he's sent yeah, countless but, more. Yeah, but you guys have a weird relationship. He doesn't, he doesn't text me like that. Yeah, because I, I get under his skin, right. and you, I, I yeah. egg him on, Yeah, but he's still... That's why you were the first overall Wait, pick. Yeah, yeah exactly. Shocker. So, I, I feel I, you know, me and Eli are probably similar in some ways. He's a little more extreme, uh, but but he will just send shit like that. Where I, I, I actually did tell him before this these set of messages that I was recording. So I'll get back to you when I can get back to you, and he still sends those messages. Therefore, douchebag. There you go. So... Eli, you're on case. the list, but we, uh, we're shouting out. Well, you just made the list, but we're shouting out state of school. You always say you want a shout out, so we'll have to put out a graphic with the picks. Yeah, um, it's gonna Eli. be Eli's face, Jake's face, Hitler, uh, yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> this is gonna be uh, Bryson DeChambeau. This is gonna be R quite, quite a spread. DeChambeau big. If we missed, if we missed any picks, let us know. Yeah, uh, we 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 could have done this for ten rounds. We could have done this for 20 rounds, we could, but yeah. uh, obviously we only had a limited amount of time. But folks, thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of It's a Bit. Remember to buy our ticket package with the wild to meet Billy G. Also, what we forgot to mention is there's going to be a free mystery item for one of the ticket purchasers. So if you purchase tickets, uh, your email is basically going to be thrown into probably a more of a technological 
hat and, yeah. and be drawn. Virtual hat. And if your name, a metaphorical hat. Yeah, yeah, because technology. But if your name gets drawn, you're basically going to win a signed item. We don't actually know who's gonna who it's going to be yet, but we're pushing for a possibly flurry item because mm-hmm. not a lot of his wild memorabilia exists, hence because you know he hasn't been on the team very long. But you will win a wild player-signed item. You're entered in the draft or in the drawing. But also remember that uh, just with getting your ticket for 39 bucks, you get to watch us play the Avs. You get to meet Billy G, get his autograph, get a photo, get a State of the Wild speech in person. This is, by the way, this is exclusive. This is in your own room. This is in our own room in the River Center. In uh, the, Roy Wilkins. Roy Wilkins thing, Auditorium, yeah. 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 Um, it's going to be an exclusive party just for us. So buy the tickets. Go to our events page. Go to the link in our Instagram bio, in our uh pin tweet on twitter i guess cam we can throw it in the in, in the description of the episode just to just to double wrap it uh as the kids say who have sex and um <laughs> and, sex. That, and that's and that's pretty much it this is yeah. this has been an electric uh jam-packed episode for you guys yeah yep 100 percent. and you know uh we don't want to let bill down we we were really saying to like to bill hey man all of our fans love you they're all going to show up. So fucking show up and go say hi to Bill. Yeah, show him know. some damn or sport. It's about or, or, Ma- or poor support. Make us look good to Bill. That's he's all done, I'm saying. He's done so much for us. Let's show him some support. It's and, about uh, fucking winning. Show up to that. I mean, how often the team is actively in the season. You can also maybe throw out your favorite trade ideas. Yeah. Or maybe say. We've done it. Yeah, yeah, we've done it several times. <laughs> it's a little intimidating. Tell I'll him be, that you want wait, the goal song changed. You know, that, like, that might we might. We might have just opened up a can of worms there. You're gonna have some people that are serious. I think you should do this and this, like those like I heard fantasy the, hockey the, guys. The, ar- the ar- armchair so, GMs. So I, I I this is how I manage my team on NHL twenty three right now. I think you should seriously <laughs> consider going after Patrick Kane in this sort of trade. Okay, stop. Okay, let's kick that guy I out. I think Bill Guerin would like respectfully, sir. I gotta push Bill, you aside. Bill would pick that person up and, and set him down like, somewhere else. <laughs> I respect you, sir, but we're done. Get this person out of my face. But yeah, show up. Um, Bill's a great guy. He's excited to meet all you guys. Uh, we're excited to meet you too at that that wonderful game, and hopefully we kick some ass. But make sure to check out all of our other pods: the Has Been State of School, Third and Forever. Um, I'm probably missing a couple. Uh, oh, listen to us on KFan. No, Viking, the pregame. Vikings pregame mm-hmm. every Sunday, two hours before the show starts. Every Sunday. Or before the game starts. And uh, check out the blog. Excessive singing. Excessive singing. 10ktakesmn.com for the blogs. We also got another big shirt coming out next week. It was actually supposed to drop this week, but uh, the Billy G thing happened. But it might be another Billy G thing next week. Let's just say if you go to the game, we will be wearing, on on October 17th, we will be wearing said shirts. And we will be giving people who want to buy shirts that night specific links for it. So, boom. So, thanks, guys, as always, for supporting us and for uh, repping the brand. And we'll see you next time. I love you.